now now we're getting to the like the the really important stuff in this storyline to to my heart. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got to the bunker, and Maddie had said, I will drive, and Murphy immediately yelled, shotgun, <laughs> so that he could sit in the front. Hello, and welcome to our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I am a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, B.C., I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Abitania, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And the music that I would play on the village speakers would be Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. (laughs) (laughs) And my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like rooting anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. The music I would play on the village speakers would be Wonderwall by Oasis. This is not a joke. Thank you. It is quite literally her favorite song in the entire world. It's true. I support her. Thanks. Who are you? My name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 25-year-old writer and communication specialist in sunny pre-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. I write about The 100 over at Telltale TV, and I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at, at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. The music I would play over the village speakers would be the universal classic Africa by Toto. Today we have words to say about episode 505 of the 100 Shifting Sands. What do you guys think the title's about? Sand. (sighs) Sandstorms? Sand that shifts in storms. Unstable leadership systems. Oh, Oh, that one's a little too far. (laughs) If you're not talking literally, you're not talking right. (laughs) I'm the literal one around here. The literal idiot. (laughs) Cute story. At least she's literate. That's the truth. I said at least she's literate. Oh oh my god, I got double roasted. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't going to be a fun pod for me. Love you. Tell us what you think shifting sands means. Me? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, you guys hit all the bases. You mean we got all the jokes out of the way? Knock it out of the park, Robin. Are you asking me to do a home run? Yes, yes, please. You know, I know baseball, huh? Uh-huh. Um, Sports. I think Shifting Sands is mainly the sandstorm thing, because that was, like, very explicit in the episode. But as for, like, the shifting of allegiances, I would say the main one is, like, Zeke, whose name is still Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thank I would you. say it also has to do with, like, people's priorities. Mm. Like, Bellamy realizes that, like, her priorities aren't so much with their clans or the greater, like, overall as it is with Maddie. Mm -hmm. And um, Octavia realizes that, like, there's a relationship between Bellamy and Echo. And Indra is having a hard time staying loyal to Octavia because Octavia is becoming unrecognizable. Like, even Kara questions Octavia by the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Dioza realizes her people aren't nearly as loyal as Octavia's. Yeah. Shifting allegiances, shifting sands. These are the days of our lives. I made that joke last week, you butt. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Damn, it was so good. Made it twice. <laughs> um, we should re we should re-explain Tudor Boot with our new scoring system. Oh, sure. Okay. Another yeah, one? Yeah, you should yeah. Yeah, there's another one. So go ahead, Robin. Okay. Okay, this is a stupid thing that we do just for our own entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) 
do for own entertainment is stupid. And so it's called Toot or Boot. And it is uh, originated from a YouTube uh, series called The Fashion Photo Review. And it's two former contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race, Raja and Raven, usually, sometimes guests, will come in and look at all of the fashions from the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Race. and decide whether they are good or bad, uh, like toot or boot. Toot is good, boot is bad. And they've been coming up with other things that just, that can go in between if they're not sure if it's a toot or a boot. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's three other ones that they never (laughs) use hardly. So there's shoot. But which we would use. Yes. Shoot is like the best thing ever. Shoot, toot, and then it goes to newt, <laughs> which means that you're just kind of <laughs> neutral about it. You don't care either way. Then there's boot. And then the last one is scoot, meaning it's so bad. Just get out of here. I like that the best. Yeah. I would give, now that we have scoot, which was, I think, introduced this week, right? Yeah. Um, I would give the Riverdale finale that. Yes. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I wanted to scoot on out of here. Yeah. yeah. Scoot on down the road. So bad. So I'm going to give it a toot. Yeah, this episode was a solid toot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A toot for sure. Yeah. Not quite a shoot, but few things really are. I, for me, 501 was a shoot. I gave 503 on the cusp of a shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I gave 504. No, 502. I get 502 a shoot. The first time. When was the last time I was here? Yeah. Yeah. 502 is a shoot. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Before we start, I I had a question for you guys. When we went to Unity Days this year, Marie talked about Mm -hmm. how she was really worried about people really disliking Octavia and thinking that she kind of became a villain this season and that no one's going to like her. What what are you guys thinking so far? I think that her her instincts were right. And that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's like, I think it's less that Octavia's, I mean, Octavia's being set up as an antagonist. Yeah. But I think she's an antagonist that will obviously have a redemption arc. But the reaction is obviously like, you know, screw Octavia, Octavia's the worst. And that must be really hard for her. Mm -hmm. I personally am reacting to it in a, I'm like torn. I do think Marie was like right to be concerned. But I feel like I can understand how Octavia got to this point. Mm-hmm. and, like, why she had to become who she is. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how they pull her back from that and, like, the cracks in, like, her armor that she's built up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if, like, you think, if you think even just a little bit more deeply beyond just watching the show, you would <laughs> see her motivations and her struggle and how hard she's had to fight and how much, like, she's changed. But I think on the surface, it's really easy to hate Octavia right now. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I I think Marie was definitely correct. And that's what makes me extra sad about disliking Octavia right now. Because like you said, it's mm-hmm. sur- on the surface, it's easy to not like Octavia. And that, you know, okay, <laughs> I'll take the easy route. I don't care. But like, it makes me sad because I know that Marie doesn't want her to be like that. And she doesn't want her character to be hated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the line that really messed me up this episode was, the wind hasn't met one crew. I'm like, who do you think you are? I mean, we haven't seen, (laughs) we haven't seen those six years. So, like, you know, we can't really judge her when we don't know. But, like, just seeing that jump, I'm just like, okay, so you're God now? 
Yeah, like, um, you, you can control the weather. Yeah. But the best part is, like, she wasn't actually wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, they managed to still defeat it. It just cost lives, which, you know, not great. Well, that's, but- like, another thing that bothered me about it was that she's like, Wind hasn't met one crew. But instead of saying, we are all one crew, she's saying, hasn't met my shield. Yeah, hasn't met my subject. Yeah. Not, not saying, they haven't met us. She's saying, they haven't met them. Yeah. Yeah, that combined with when she brushes off Clark at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, maybe is good enough for me or something. Yeah, she's just gambling with their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, why is she so set on making, like, snap decisions? There was no ETA of when they were getting out of the bunker. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was her... Where's the urgency coming from? I think... Like, I get the urgency in that, like, the farm's barely feeding them and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But, like... She's not stupid. No. So why is she not listening to other voices? I think it's because she believes she has a tenuous grasp on power now that opposing forces are there. So you've got Dioza, you've got Clark, and you've got Bellamy. And so she believes the first decision she makes, the first one that pops into her head, she has to stick with. Because if she changes her mind on something, it shows weakness. Mm. So she's like, okay, I got to stick. It's like when a parent says no, but they don't really mean no, but they can't go back and say that they didn't mean it because then it undermines like their parenting, Mm -hmm. which is what my mom would, sometimes my mom would say no to the stupidest things and she would really have to stick to it. And I would be like, mom, why? (laughs) And later, you know, in my, in my twenties, my mom was like, yeah, I just had to, because I knew otherwise you would would walk all over me. (laughs) That's what I truly feel like. It's like Frogtavia, like. It would take nothing for Clark especially to take over from her, mm-hmm. which I don't think she she hasn't taken the time to understand that Clark isn't really interested I, in that. I don't think that's true, though. Why? I don't think Clark could take her power. Clark is one Hedda. Not to them anymore. They still know who she is. She's a legendary nightblood who survived living outside for six years. But now they have so much allegiance to Octavia. Yeah, but they're not going to listen to her over Octavia at all. But it, it's not so much whether or not they would, it's what Octavia believes they would do. Ah, I see. I mean, I guess. Because Octavia has only ever seen, like, Bellamy and Clark in power, right? And she's already bested Abby and Kane. Mm-hmm. So, like, her next two obstacles are Bellamy and Clark because they are such a big force. That's why, like, I think that's one of the reasons why she ordered Miller not to tell Bellamy or Clark what they were doing yeah. because she knew that they would object. It was they easy to keep them yeah. out of it. All right. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I know. I was just jumped in and we're like, I, we got to talk about Octavia like right now. <laughs> so before we continue, we just wanted to talk a little bit, um, shamelessly a little bit about our Patreon. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash the where you can donate literally anything you want, anything from a dollar to, you know, more than a dollar. But either way, we would really appreciate it because it is very expensive to run three podcasts and everything that is donated goes straight back into the podcast. So if you enjoy what we do here, please consider donating. Robin, say the thing. It's expensive. <laughs> That's my favorite thing <laughs> in the whole world. And that ends the shameless ad hour. Yeah. We also um, accept one-time donations. So hit me up if you uh, want to do that. We can yeah. do that too. We are flexible. Yeah. Okay, so the biggest part of, of this episode was like the whole Wong crew thing, but since we've already started talking about it, and since it's the part I literally care the least about, do you want to talk about it first? Sure. Okay, cool. Get her done. And then we can talk about Cabby and Murphy and Raven, which is your guys' thing and my thing. I like that our things are all paired together. This yeah. is nice. Our things. 
So uh, they've got some like dead people going on like you do. And Jackson is saying that he really wishes that Clark had been around in the bunker. And she's like, oh, it's okay. You had Abby. (laughs) And he's like, and also I was there, but okay. Oh, Jackson. (laughs) I like that Jackson, like she says Abby and he's like, not going to say anything about that because I'm not going to take that bullet. I'm not telling her about the addiction. (laughs) Or like the almost dying Mm -hmm. and the Octavia almost killing her husband. Awkward. And then <laughs> Miller comes up, and w- when I watched this with my mom last night, I was like, haha, they made them kiss again. And mom was like, I'm pretty sure they don't have to make them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, You're Your right. Like, right. literally, Jared and Sutch and have a scene together, and we're like, Can we kiss in this one? I mean, probably. They're so Did- supportive of that relationship. Yeah. Did you see the tweet from Sutchin? Yes. They were sitting on the couch, and he was like, We watch all our kissing scenes together. <laughs> That's so so weird. You guys are weird. I love them. I love, they're so wonderfully weird. I love that friendship so much. So like if Sachin and Jared are such good friends, I think like, they're like, hey, we get to kiss today. All right. All right, sweet. Why not? So then, you know, they're saying goodbye and Miller is ignoring Bellamy and Clark and Bellamy stops him and he he's like, what, you're not allowed to tell me? And so they're supposed to be headed to the valley and Miller says, you can't do whatever the hell you want here. Oh, it's a callback. It's a callback. Whatever the hell we want. I kind of thought you guys would join in and it's really awkward that you didn't. <laughs> sorry, I was yawning. Love you. But also, I'm oh, I'm, I'm, so- I, I'm sorry. Are we boring I you? I was being Wells. Oh, wow. Good Thanks. save. <laughs> Thank Good you. save. So Clark is saying, listen, I know all the routes and I know all, like the weather patterns and stuff. So you should probably consult me. And Miller's like, true. You're right. You're right. That's what I really liked about this scene is like, Clark isn't looking to grab power. Clark's looking to go, hey, dummies, I've been on this earth for six years while you guys have been underground. Do you think maybe I could help in some small way? And Miller's like, yeah, you know what? Actually, Octavia's totally wrong. We should listen to you. Well, that's another thing is it's just like if Octavia's two people are Kara and Miller, this is another like... I don't know. I still have no reason to like Kara at this point. But Miller, at least, like, Octavia says something and Kara's just like, oh, Blood Raina said this, Blood Raina said that. I agree with your, with her or whatever. And Miller is like, you know what? I was going to listen to my orders and I'll still listen to my orders, but I think I'm going to do it after we figure this out because this seems, like, important. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's really cool because it means that not Everyone is blindly loyal to Octavia. At least Miller and Indra have some kind of like, not only idea that maybe she's not always right, but are willing to do something Mm -hmm. about it. Which is kind of refreshing. Yeah, well, like, Miller walks in, and Kara's like, um, hello, your orders were, and he's like, frick, like, can you get off my butt? (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, Kara... Kara is as, like, brainwashed and devoted to Octavia as I am to Abby Mm. Griffin. Respect. (laughs) She's like, she can do no wrong. She's an angel. Oh, my God. I worship her. And it's like, oh, my God, Kara, I get you. (laughs) I feel like uh, Kara, Miller, and Indra show three tiers of loyalty Mm. to Octavia. Mm -hmm. And, like, Kara's, like, the most blindly committed at the start of the episode, at least. And then Miller's, like, somewhere in between her and Indra. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Indra is, like, stealth play on both sides because she's the MVP of this entire storyline. And then Murphy's gonna come in and be like, you suck! (laughs) Yeah, Murphy and Abby are both on that frack you Octavia train. Yeah. Yeah. 
like Abby's line last week, like you won't be able to talk any sense to her. Like, don't even try. I, I, I give up on that kid. I don't know. Call me when she's in her 30s. So she's like, yeah, all these things are going to be bad. So like, maybe we should not do those. And Bellamy like tries to stop Octavia again. And he gets like threatened. He's done this multiple times where people try and like threaten him. And he's like, um, I'm an MVP. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm VIP. That's my sister. I'm friends with the band. Yeah. <laughs> But they, I think they forgot to tell the bouncers, so could you just let me in? And so she's like, listen, like, we're on the same team, so, like, sup. But are they on the same team? I mean, when you boil it down to it, yeah. They just want the, they want the valley. Yeah, I think it's just, like, when I think about it, they're really, I think especially, maybe it's more with Clark and Bellamy, but I feel like Clark and Bellamy both want what's good for their people, but Clark especially wants what's good for Maddie, Mm -hmm. Bellamy wants what's good for Space Crew, and Octavia wants what's good for Wong Crew. Really, Octavia just wants what's good for Octavia, and if Wong Crew dies in the middle of it, then that's fine. Yeah, because it's it. I think it's less like she cares more about the royal reputation of Wong mm. Crew, and if individual people die for Wong Crew, then that's okay because Wong Crew as a whole is strong and survive. Yeah. I feel like Octavia is very like the extreme of grounder teachings and the extreme of who Kane was on the Ark. Yeah. In that she's willing to sacrifice the few to save the many. Exactly. But in doing so, she's kind of forgotten the value of human life. Mm. Uh, obviously. She's yeah. like, it's okay, we don't care about sandstorms, we have tents. And she's like, cool, your tents haven't met sandstorms. And so they're going to get messed up. If I were Octavia, the first thing I would do would go to Clark and be like, what's the lay of the land? Yeah. If, you, if you're a good leader, you utilize the resources around you. Clark is a gigantic unused resource. Which I would, I would argue is what Dioza's doing when Kane says, hey, I know Octavia. Dioza says, okay. Yep. But, I mean, it takes her the whole episode to yeah. say that. Yeah. But at first she has to figure out where his loyalties mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And once she figures out that his loyalties are not to Octavia and it's not a traitor, but to Abby, then she realizes that's the key to everything. Right. It's that combined with seeing the fierce loyalty that other people have to Octavia. Yeah, and she's like, okay, yeah, exactly. So she's like, we deserve to have the valley. And Bellamy's like, um, Dioza literally thinks the same thing. So like, and she's like, okay, well, I guess we're going to fight then. And I'm like, and it's like, welcome to season one. Did you forget that you were (laughs) in it? (laughs) That was not Octavia. That was not the same person. Well, she liked butterflies. And swimming. And a boy named Lincoln. Man. Man, guys, remember Lincoln? Uh, Yes. I'm trying Lincoln. to make a joke about how that, yeah. like, giant worm tried to eat her, and now there's, like, a smaller worm trying to eat her, but I don't know how to get there. I feel oh like my you just got there. Oh, okay, cool. It wasn't as, like, <laughs> eloquent that it worm could crew. be. Worm crew. Worm crew! Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> Thank you, I did not come up with it. So, uh, Octavia, like, leaves, and Indra's like, Bellamy, it's nice that you're here, because your sister really needs you, because um, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and it, but, like, even though, obviously, we love, like, the comedy of, like, uh, Indra being like, wow, she's never your problem now, lol. Mm-hmm. There's also such a big moment there where, like, Indra never would have said that six years ago. Oh, no. Indra softened so much. Mm-hmm. So, Bellamy's like, dude, were they, like, legit about to kill me? And Clark's like, lol, probs. <laughs> lol, probs. Okay, that's a great summation of that scene, though. Yeah. That's literally what happened. And then he's like, we have to save Murphy and Raven. And they're talking about how, like, everything sucks and there's gladiator cults. So, like, hey, let's just keep moving forward, I guess. Must go where the plot takes us. Yep. And, like, well, I like Bellamy's motivation to go take care of his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And like Clark's always thinking about Maddie and getting home. But it's funny to me that she's like, so what now? And he's like, well, my kids are in trouble. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm my gonna, other wife and my kids. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go where everyone else is. Is this other uh, it, does his other wife Echo or Raven in your brain? Because to me, it's Raven. I meant Raven in that context. Okay, yeah. But I ship both. It, well, he, he has two wives. Yeah, I meant other wife, as in Raven, other two uh, Echo. And Abby is not Kane's wife, apparently. Oh my god. <laughs> She's so mad. She just threw her phone down. I really thought he was going to let it go, but he like didn't. And I was annoyed. I was annoyed until I realized what they were doing. And then I was delighted. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold. I will talk more about this when yes, we get there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Allegis is watching this and they're saying, um, these people are crazy. And she's like, no, they're fanatical, which makes them good soldiers. She's so smart. She's so smart. And she knows because she's led literal fanatical people in a terrorist organization. She's so interesting. She's so interesting. I think she's the most interesting villain the show's ever had. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Like, Pike was interesting, but, like, he kind of was underdeveloped. Dioza, in five episodes, is more developed than I think any other villain on the show. So much. Completely agree. And so McCreary's like, hey, let's just let them come, whatever. And she's like, you want to wage a war in, like, the only place that's good? That's stupid. McCreary is a short-sighted leader, and Dioza is a Mm long-sighted one. Yeah. I wouldn't even say McCreary is a leader. Mm. Yeah, he's an enforcer. Yeah. And she's like, we have four hostels in the woods, plus, or like, and five if you include the random kid. I'm like, why wouldn't you include the kid? What? Yeah, I was like, the kid was going to kill half your men. The kid did kill one of your men. She killed two. Yeah. I would count the kid. Yeah, yeah. probably. And so she's yeah, like, yeah, so do you want- more hostile than everyone else. So do you want like more of them? in the woods or whatever like does that sound good to you and so she's like whatever let's just fix the missiles and we'll get her done and he's like this raven person that you find so impressive shaw i guess we'll just send in mccreary to figure it out dioza clocked shaw's like obsession with raven right off the bat uber crush on raven Like, Dioza legitimately spent a lot of this episode, like, assessing other people's relationships to see how she could use them against mm-hmm. them. And now she has a new one with Shaw, too. So cool. So that's that's going to be a liability. And McCreary says that that's not all he was good for on The Rock. What? Wow. Uh, they bumped. <laughs> Dude, I literally, I literally have the note that's just, like, Captain Holt voice. Bone? Bone? <laughs> And so (laughs) she's like, well, that was torture too, whatever. I'm like, okay, listen. I was like, nah, y'all have fun. You found the only available dude that you knew you could get an easy lay with. And now look at where you are. I feel like Dioza could have had her pick of those murderers. (laughs) Yeah, but I think she she picked the hot one. (laughs) She picked the hot one and she picked the one that was most dangerous because that's obviously what she likes. She's like, I'm going to bone this one because it's hot. It's. And because I can have a pet murderer. Well, like maybe that's an, that's like a way for that. She kind of like, she might've done it um, strategically. Like, I wonder if she like, I'm going to pick that one because I need, I need that one on my side. And can I get this one to be more emotionally attached to me this way? I don't think she counted on the fact that he has no emotions yeah. other than, I like killing. Mm-hmm. I don't think she wanted him to be more emotionally attached. I want, think she wanted him to be loyal. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to tame him, which like, mm. no. I wouldn't use the word tame either. I would say string him along, mess with him. No, it's like she wants him, she wants to have like power over him. Yeah. You think that being so that an internationally wanted terrorist would give you enough? 
I mean, she also probably just wanted to get laid. Yeah, I was going to say, I really think it's that she probably just wanted to get laid. Also, like, we don't know how long before her mutiny they boned. Like, Oh, yeah, yes, what does point. the rock mean? Is that, like, yeah, on the planet? So the, that's, like, when they it were It must mined, be, which means that planet was habitable. Or, since they are millennials, are they referencing <laughs> national international treasure Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Did they bone on the rock? Okay, but if you're boning on the rock, <laughs> that's, you kick McQuarrie up and you bone the rock. That's, yeah. If I you think have we all the know rock I'm as right. an option, yeah. you just bone the rock. You just, it's the rock. <laughs> or, or you just hang out and have a nice conversation because he seems like such a nice man. He drinks tea for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to ask him nice questions about his cute life. Aw. And his pebbles. Yeah. And- bone on the rock. That came from the ace. <laughs> When I first like when I first heard it, I was like, <gasps> "What?" <laughs> they were minors. I know minors. Um, no, yeah. minus, not minus. Thank you so much. I made that joke, and Robin didn't get it. Can we please watch Galaxy Quest later? Yeah. So they're all like, Wong Crew is all sitting and like praying in their little circle party, and like I just realized like it feels like they're all just saying grace before a meal. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels before like. they eat people. <laughs> No. Yeah. And that's something I can relate people, to because I'm not religious. I'm not really religious. Oh, you pray I, before you eat people? No, yeah, yeah. Cannibalism. Yeah. But like when I was younger, like I was the one who said grace because I sang a little song. Okay, tell us your song because I have one song. too. It's the Johnny Appleseed song. Okay, go ahead and sing it. Oh boy. Okay, this is this is the song that I would sing at Grace like every day at lunch when I was in an elementary school. So this is clearly like exactly what Wong Crew is doing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Johnny Appleseed's song goes like this. The Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the rain and the apple seed. The Lord is good to me. And then we would eat our soup. That was so cute! Pure. That was so cute. Wait, so would you say that at school or would you say that at home? At home, because my grandma lived right across the street from my elementary school, so I was lucky to walk home for lunch every day. That's so cute. We would do one that my Nana taught us. I don't know where she got it from. Like, she was religious, um, but I have no religion. And it was for this food that makes us grow and because you love us. So thank you, God in heaven. Amen. And we were not allowed to eat before we said that, or we were in huge mm-hmm. trouble. And we don't we don't say grace anymore unless it's like with our um like if we have like a if it's like Thanksgiving or Christmas, then we do it. I was remembering the Lord's Prayer and not our regular dinner children's prayer. Okay. Uh, God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food. By his hands we are fed. Give us Lord our daily bread. Amen. That's cool beans. I like how we just had a prayer circle from people who don't go to church. <laughs> Well, Sam came from a church family. We're just preparing for uh, all our food among us all. When we eat people. No. Yeah. People are food. Friends are not food. Fish are friends, not food. It's a snack. Fish are friends, not food. That is true because fish are disgusting. Friends are friends, not food. That's what they have to tell. Friends are food. They have to tell themselves that in the bunker. Friends are friends, not food. Okay, that's so true, though. (laughs) Clark is talking about how they lost literally a third of their people and that, oh, did it like, you know, she's crazy, but she did a good job in like keeping them all alive. And, you know, it's impressive that she's gotten all of them to blindly follow her like that. And Bellamy's Mm -hmm. saying, you know what? You're impressive, too. You were all by yourself. And she's like, literally, you know, I have I wasn't by myself. 
He's like, I literally had a kid. You yeah. saw her. That's so weird to me that Bellamy is like trying to get her to open up, but decides not to go the route of, hey, what about that kid? Yeah. <laughs> hey, ignore He's the kid. He's just like, wow, can't believe your strength. You did that all by yourself. And Clark's like, there was a whole ass other human with me. Yeah. You <laughs> saw her. Count them. She's like, counter, but I do. She's like, she's like, I'm a mom now. How so. dare you, like, treat my child in this manner? People people not counting Maddie are probably dumb. Probably. Like, you should count her. Did you just call Bellamy dumb? <laughs> and Bellamy and Diosa. You should count Maddie. With apologies. You're under... Me. No, listen, I love Bellamy and I love Diosa. But you're underestimating Maddie because I feel like she... I feel like Maddie could mess you up. She totally yeah. could. She's already killed a guy. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, with no I mean, remorse at all. More? Pow, pow, yeah. that's it. So mama taught her well. Clark's like, okay, bye. Anyway, good night. And so Bellamy's like, okay, bye. And then Monty still won't answer the radio because he's still out of range. How far away were they? Um. Well, how far away is Shallow Valley to Polis? Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Like, that's a really long do we way, know right? around where Polis is? Because we know Shallow Valley is in um Sh- the Shenandoah Valley. Shenandoah. Polis is Annapolis, Maryland, okay. right? Not Minneapolis. It's Annapolis. It's in Maryland, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere between Annapolis and Baltimore. That is a two hour and 41 minute ride. That's 146 in miles. In a car. Yeah, in a car. Without speeding. Put, put it in for walking. Walking. That would be 46 hours. That's way less than six days. She's right. She's right. I mean, I guess like the terrain that they take or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Bro. Bro. What? What? Dude, okay. Oh my god. Okay. I'm looking at this map right here, right? And over near where Polis is, and I just put it in like Maryland. I didn't put like the exact place or anything. I just wrote in Maryland. You remember in 501 where she had that place called Bowie on the map, right? It's a town. It's on this map. Oh, no way. Yeah. It's a town. It's, it's, It's either in Maryland or I can't tell where the... I can't tell where the, uh, uh, what's it called? Border is. So it's probably in Maryland. Bowie. Yeah, Bowie, Maryland is a city in Prince George's That's County. So the population was 54,727 at the hundred, uh, 2010 U.S. Census. That's really cool. Okay, so it was both for Eliza's dog exactly. and for the real place. Do you guys want another yeah. fun fact? Yeah. Uh, there's also a place called Arcadia, Virginia. Aww. What? I drive through it. Whenever I drive from D.C. to North Carolina, which is it's really like in Shenandoah or near Cute. Shenandoah. That's really cool. We're learning fun things today on the Aficionados. Still with a C, not a K, but like, you know. We are. We always learn things on the Aficionados, but today we're learning <laughs> even more. So Indra is talking to Octavia about how Bellamy loves her and who brought it up last episode, but love is heckin' weakness, fam. And in- Indra's like, Yo. oh yeah, that's Gaia's garbage, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Indra. And she's like, yeah, just love nobody and nobody that's can hurt you. Example. And Indra's like, I love you. Does that make me weak? <laughs> ah. uh, Yo, that was shocking. That scene yeah. was so good. Sam is dancing in this moment. Uh, that scene genuinely surprised me because I didn't think that, like, that Indra would yeah. ever say it to Octavia. Like, you kind of know that it's there, but the fact that she said it, I feel like she's trying to reach Octavia any way she can. Mm-hmm. And she's just trying different tactics. Yeah, and this one was like, here, I'm going to expose something very deeply emotional. Will this incite any kind of reaction in you? How far gone are you? And I feel like... I feel like maybe Octavia's reaction, while not ideal, was also kind of indicative of like, 
there's something maybe still there because she doesn't say that Indra's stupid. Instead, she says, I would Mm -hmm. never say that to you. Yeah. So I I don't know. What do you think? um, I think this is a way that Indra has changed in the bunker uh, in that she's embraced her, like that softer side of her has always been there. And like, she's always been like capable of it. But she's always had to push it aside to, like, be a warrior. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, this whole other aspect of being a warrior and what it means to her that we haven't completely seen yet. And we're starting to see in season five about... It's like we're seeing her as a mother. We're seeing her as a mother and we're seeing her encompass the way of leadership that Kane has come to and the way... Mm -hmm. that Clark and Bellamy have each come to and like encompassing emotions as well as logic. Yeah. And do you guys think that Indra has ever told Gaia that she loves her? Has she? Yes. Oh, for sure. Whether Gaia wanted to hear it or not. Yeah. I think that's why Gaia can lash out at Indra so much is because she knows Indra will love her no matter what. Oh, true. She's like, you're my mom. You have to. LOL. (laughs) So now we have Miller running with his friend Obika. It sounds like they're actually, like, really good friends. And now I'm sad. Are you obsessed with Obika? No, because I, like, obviously he died and he's he was going to die. But I am, I would like to talk about his relationship with Miller, for sure. Okay. Especially because, oh, in this scene, Ethan, Octavia says, like, they talk about how if it was the food, Miller would also have it because they share everything. And I don't know if they're talking about they share everything, like, sentries always share everything, like, the scouts always share everything, or if they're saying Miller and Obika mm-hmm. do because they're good friends. I thought she meant one crew. Yeah. Like one crew. Well, why would she everything. say they if she's a part of one crew? Because I think she considers herself above one crew. Uh, did she say they or did she say She we? said they. I think I'm going to be on camp. She means this, the sentries. Okay. But. And you think. And I Sam think she thinks means it's one, one crew, crew as a whole. And I agree with that, but I want it to be Miller and Obika. <laughs> Not that like Miller. Like, we know that Miller's with Jackson, but I do think that, you know, Miller can mm-hmm. have friends. And his name is Obika. What's his first name? I don't know. Obika. Pika. Pika. Obika. Pika. Obika is his first name. What? Obika is his whole name. Oh! Obi- yeah, Obika is his whole name. I'm out here thinking that he was Sky Crew. He's not. <laughs> Where would a name like Opika come from in Sky Crew? I thought it was his last name. Oh my god. You're anyway, so pretty. Anyway, I thought they were friends. And he even like keeps bringing him up friends. too. He brings him up over they were and over again. He's like, what about my buddy? He's like the more well-executed Riley. Oh. <laughs> what about this random that we're supposed to care about that no one's met before? Help. And so they try and stop Clark, but then they get she gets let through because Octavia's like, uh, it'd be stupid of me not to let you through, so go ahead. And he's like talking about how they're everywhere. And is it everywhere inside of him or everywhere in the air? Like, we don't know. Clark doesn't even know what it is. But it entered through his leg and it has like burrowed into his person. How does Clark not know what it is? I don't know. I mean, I guess she's just, she's never seen that before. But she's crossed the sands tons of times. That's how she knows about the sandstorms. Yeah. I mean, this must be a new thing. Do you guys think it's going to come back? I think- Well, maybe, no, listen, maybe she doesn't take that route. She advised them not to take that route. Okay. But you had a theory on what they were. Oh, I decided they were um, mutated prime fire versions of the lampreys that they're feeding people in the market in season three. Oh, whoa. Yeah, the thing that um, Kane ate. Yeah. 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 Because, like, that would have lived in the water. Mm -hmm. And we saw that there are animals that are, like, radiation monsters already. So, like, why not these things that maybe 
dwell at the bottom of the river or whatever. Oh, and, and they, they are like, terrifying looking. Pri- Don't Google them. In pri- like in Prime Fire, what if they burrowed down further in the sand and adapted mm, and mm-hmm. now they're, they need human bodies or whatever to like Yo, produce. Yo, they probably are lampreys. They're about 38 known extant species of lampreys, parasitic carnivorous species that are the most well known and feed by boring into the flesh of other fish to suck their blood. I told y'all. Yeah, they're like leeches. I love being smart. That thing was inside Octavia. And Obika. Is it Opika or Obika? Uh, With a B. It was Obika in the um, Netflix subtitles. Okay, so then Clark says the phrase, we have to go back. Okay, pause while Robin freaks out. <laughs> oh, I've already freaked out about it. I'm just like really pleased. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to tell people why you're pleased? Oh, it's just a very um, iconic lost line. It's the end of season three. We have to go back, Kate. Wait. Yeah, end of season three. Not beginning of season four. <laughs> we have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. It's my impression We're going of Jack. the wrong way. That's the Battlestar equivalent. I was say, that's Kara. Not to be confused with Kara Cooper. Star. Bah, 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 bah. So yeah, Kara agrees with Octavia and Indra's like, whoa, no word? Surprise. Really? No doubt. Oh, shocking. You agree with Octavia? Groundbreaking. Brand new. And so they're like, hey, what about Obika? Is he going to be okay? And Octavia's like, um, if he's not okay by tomorrow, let's just like get rid of him and move on. Yeah. (laughs) And Miller's like, my buddy. So now it's night and they talking about how Octavia has changed, but so has Bellamy. You know, he's changed and all this other stuff. You know, Bellamy did all of these things. He, he really like, he's the one who brought everybody out of the bunker. He saved them. He helped like bring them down and, and you know, all this stuff. He did all those things. Mm-hmm. And then he references Pandora's box because the man loves his Greek folk like uh, mythology. Shocking. Mm-hmm. And they talk about being the heart. What did of the you head. think about this conversation? Me? I have thoughts. Yeah. I mean, my only thing is it's just like, yes, Bellamy's the one who like negotiated to get the bunker open and he's the one who like personally went to save Clark, but I wouldn't give him all the credit for everything. I mean, other people were helping out. I mean, Raven played a big role yeah. in that. So, but I don't think Clark was trying to be like, Bellamy, you're the no. sole winner of everything. But, you know, I do think no. that other people deserve credit. But Sam has thoughts, go. <laughs> well, my thoughts are just that Clark apparently didn't think he was a very good leader before. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's like, oh, you've changed so much. Look at all this successful stuff you've done. (laughs) That's so brand new for you. Like, was he not successful in the entire time that you known him? It just sounded really awkward to me because she was like surprised that he did things that went well. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like, for me, I interpret it more as like him, like taking to heed what she said before they parted, which was like, to learn how to lead with like thinking before he acts. Yeah. Yeah. And that I, makes sense. I think that she was like impressed where she was like, oh my God, like you did it. And not only did you did like manage it, but you succeeded and you flourished as a leader. And I'm really proud of you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, Clark's like, I have had one charge and it has been the child from hell. Yeah. Hey. So that's been my life. I think she's come around on child of hell. I mean, it's you true. think? Like, she's come along. She loves that kid. More than anything. Yeah. So then they talk about being the heart and the head and how, you know, they're kind of, they're really on the same page with this sort of thing. Um, then a sandstorm, like, is is potentially coming towards them. And she's like, we should be okay because usually they uh, go from east to west. So we should be fine. But, you know, you don't know because the wind is always changing and stuff. And Octavia's like, ah, the elements cannot stand the test of 
some people. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. I was like, Kate, you're not Storm from X-Men, dude. Clark literally looks at her like, okay. Okay. Clark's li- Clark looks at her tip and she's like, so you drank the Kool-Aid and then you drowned in it. So, like, here's here's like my main thoughts about the previous scene is like, then Octavia's just like, Bellamy, it's all your fa- fault. You did, you caused the war. You did this. You did this. Like, we were fine. Blah, you suck. And I'm like, okay, so whose side? Like, who's who's Bellamy going to take more to heart? Yeah, exactly. I feel like he's going to feel bad about himself because, you know, the negative stuff always comes forward, comes like through the positive stuff. That's just how life is. Especially for Bellamy. Because he is very much like someone who internalizes all negative feedback and then like punishes himself brutally for it. Well, I think that's also part of how he's changed. I don't think he takes this new Octavia as seriously as he did before. Mm. Like, I feel like he took on more of the responsibility for the things that she blamed him for before mm-hmm. the time jump. Now he's just like, uh, roll it back there, Edgelord. <laughs> yeah, he's able to like <laughs> differentiate between like genuine criticism and okay, you're just lashing out at me because we've been apart and I'm your brother and it's okay to yell at mm-hmm. me. Yep. Yeah. That's when like Obika starts yelling again and like the alien comes out of his tummy. How did you feel about that, Wobbin? Um, well, the second time I watched it, I caught more things because the first time I watched it, I just didn't watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I remember... Robin is very afraid of horror movies. Yeah, I just, like, I, I just don't like them. Why, why, you know, I just don't get it. But Jess <laughs> said at Unity Days there was a scene in this season that made, like, people actually, like, want to throw up. Or, like, somebody did throw mm-hmm. up or something like that. And so we thought, oh, maybe it's this. But, like, where's Nyla? No, it's not this. I think it's eating yeah. people. Well, it can't be because where's Nyla? I think it's a flashback to the dark yeah. year. Do you think Nyla died? No, I think they've just forgotten to keep writing oh. Nyla. Which is weird because no, she was I like... I just think she's a tertiary character. Yeah, she's a tertiary character, so, so she's, she's not there. kicking it bunker side with Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope, like... I hope... I have headcanoned that she helped Abby and Jackson in medical. Okay. So I hope that's something that happens so they try and like burn and kill all the things but one of them gets into o's arm and she talks about how she can't feel her legs and like that's probably part of the venom um i love mm-hmm. how Kara's like oh here let me give you my opinion and, <laughs> and clark's like cool bye <laughs> we are all clark so she like ties up her arm to stop like the blood and stop the worm getting out there because they can't let it get to her torso and so they have to like take it out and like so many things are happening because then monty starts calling and he's like you gotta take cover from the missiles and you know murphy says that there's a friend inside so we should like you should be okay you know let's just do it and they're like okay well let's like go and octavia's like wong crew does not retreat and i'm like then wong crew's gonna get blown up like what what's wrong with you honestly though i think octavia was right i don't think clark was right why if they see us retreat they won't shoot oh yeah she's gonna shoot you anyway Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. where did that that's a good point logic come from i have no idea like clark has only been caring about one person and it's changed her perspective a little and i think she assumes better of people Mm -hmm. now she underestimates her opponent and dioza 
was 100% going to shoot them at the bunker halfway through the desert. Like, it didn't matter. She was going to shoot at you. I feel like that was maybe the narrative giving Clark the idiot ball for a minute because Clark has experienced Dioza. She's been shocked by Dioza. She was interrogated. She knows that Dioza's, like, ruthless. So they put the worm in a jar. And, like, I would think that this was only a one-story thing until they did that. Like, oh, I mean, a one-episode thing until they did that. And then I thought, okay, it's coming back. Torture technique, for sure. Oh. And then... I didn't... Okay. (laughs) I didn't notice they put the thing in the jar until Robin said they put the thing in the jar. Oh, yeah. I didn't either. I was like, I just fully thought that they cut its head off. No, they put it in a jar. But apparently not. So they're definitely going to use it now. Oh, who is that going to end up in later? It's free food. (laughs) Put it in McCreary. Ooh. Ah, yes. So... It's what he deserves after threatening Abby. They're talking about how the valley is so much better than the bunker and... I mean, duh. duh. (laughs) And then up there, they get their target lock and they fire. So, like, did they actually fire? I'm a little bit confused about the logistics of this. Yeah, they fired on all the empty tents. Gotcha. And so they just, like, went off yonder somewhere. Yes. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then Makuri's like, hey, should we do one more? And she's like, nah, no one survived. It's fine. Honestly, I agreed with that because why waste missiles? You never know when yeah. I'll need them. And then, and then exactly. they all have like their big shield over top of Octavia. Um, mm-hmm. This was brutal. Brutal. And also then Diosa literally says, nah, we saw them, but we didn't fire missiles at them. Pff, whatever. Do you think that just Diosa saw them? Oh. I think they saw them after they fired the missile, but they probably couldn't get a missile lock through the sandstorm. Mm. Okay. But yeah, that's kind of a plot hole, isn't it? I'm just wondering if McCreary knows. Right. I mean, he's going to know eventually, like, pretty quick here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, you're probably right about them not being able to get a yeah. lock. I wish they'd address that, though, because the fact that I had to reach for that means that that's kind of a plot hole. Very Riverdale of you show. Don't do that. That's a harsh criticism at this point. Is it yeah, not? That's a low blow. We're literally always no, it is. being like, okay, well, maybe this makes sense because maybe this is the thing. Critiquing Riverdale is like glee back in the day after season mm. one. It's like, what? There's just a bunch of plot holes. You just lean yeah. into it. Welcome to the 100 pod <laughs> where we throw shade at Riverdale, yeah. which you also podcast. We about. do the same thing on the Riverdale pod. We'll just randomly start talking about the 100. Yeah, except- Except support it. in, you know, good light. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. on, on that pod, it's like, so why can't you be more like Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, basically. Anyway, people like our Riverdale podcast. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're yeah. not just mean. There are some well, good things. I like things. our Riverdale podcast. There are some good things about Riverdale. For example, the characters. For example. FP and Alice FP and Shirley. FP and Alice and Shirley. And, and Sweepy and Fangs. And Jughead sometimes. That's right. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. So now Indra's in trouble. She's got glass in her lungs. Oh, I'm my worried God. about this. I'm worried about this, too. How do you heal that? I think she's going to be fine. Yeah, I think next episode she'll magically be better. Oh, yeah. She's literally doing way more things in the trailer, that, mm. like the season five trailer. Oh, yeah. So, like, she looks fine. But, like, how do you get glass out of someone's lungs? I think you just live with it. Ew. Poor Indra. Because, like, that's going to hurt more coming back up. There's 11 dead and 12 if you count Obika. I'm like, why aren't you counting Obika? Why is everybody just being like, here's our number, except there's another one. Just count I would have been number. including, I would have said including well, Obika. Well, yeah. no, because Obika didn't die in the sandstorm. Obika right. died of the monster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they're like, what do you want us to do? And she's like, yeah, loot them as if we're in a video game and then we'll go. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it also shows how friggin' ruthless Octavia is. Yeah. That's a heartless move. And it's very much the arcs move. I understand taking their armor and stuff but i'm also with kara doing the double take at just 
leaving them there. Yeah. Because yeah, Kara's like, wait, that's food. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> friends are friends, not food. I'm divorcing you. We're not married. Yeah. Just Abby's not my Abby. wife. <laughs> anyway. No. I think Kara is very committed to the idea of her people. Because she was very committed to Sky Crew mm-hmm. before. And now she's very committed to One Crew. And Octavia having no reverence for the dead. people they lost there. Yeah. Which is like a, probably a big departure from the people that they lost in the Gladiator Ring. Is it though? Because it kind of just looks like everyone got slaughtered in there and then dragged out. But there was... A ritual. Ritual yeah. and like reverence for it. And like they honor death in that space. Yeah. And just taking their clothes and leaving them in the desert has no honor. Right. That's a good point. Not very Klingon of them. Yeah. Or very Klingon of them. I don't get this reference. So Someone out there will. Clark's <laughs> like, okay, Octavia, well, you should be okay. We'll see. And she's like, okay, well, thanks for saving my life. Which is literally what Raven said to her last episode. So do we think that Clark has now won Octavia's trust because of this? I think for now, I think if Clark does one thing wrong, Octavia's going to be like, <gasps> enemy of one crew? Mm-hmm. Gasp. Like, I just thought it was interesting that she chose to thank Clark. Yeah. Character development. Is it? <laughs> it feels like it feels like character development, but but the thing is that it's like she had character development until like season four, and now it's feel felt like she's regressed, and now it's character development from who she was last episode. Does that make sense? I mean, character regression is a type of re- development too, because spiraling down into being an antagonist is basically the entire plot of Breaking Bad. Right. Exactly. Oh my god! If Octavia Blake is the Walter White of this show, I'm gonna lose it because I actually really like Octavia. <laughs> Yeah, Octavia's a way better anti-hero than Walter White. Yeah, heard it here first. I love brooding anti-heroes. And feminist agendas. This is the show for you. (laughs) So Octavia's talking to Bellamy and saying, listen, I'm really glad that you're alive. Here's a kiss on the cheek, but don't cross me again or you're out of here. Okay? Yo, this is like some Italian mafia type content here. Godfather AF. Yeah. And then, you know, Clark has that iconic shot where it's like, the focus racks and she's like what (laughs) just happened clark's like you changed buddy (laughs) clark is the audience they start to hear the rover coming and all of them have their guns pointed to the sky they're like what is there a space oh my god it's a rover never mind (laughs) i'm gonna shoot upwards (laughs) they look so dumb (laughs) it's funny they, they thought it was a drone or something. And then we have our Maddie and Clark dumb. reunion. It's so cute. Clark's face. I've never seen her that happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, her whole face just lit up. And like Eliza really allows Clark to relax around um, Maddie. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Like there's genuine happiness there. Mm-hmm. With- it's the same kind of happiness that Paige gives Abby when she- whenever she gets to reunite with Clark. Uh-huh. And it's like... It's an unburdened happiness. Yeah. Which is very rare on this show. Yeah. So Monty comes out of the car and he like waves at Octavia and Octavia waves back. Like, I mean, I thought it was a really nice moment where it's like, oh, there's the Octavia we know. But did Monty and Octavia ever have like a bond really? Or was it just kind of like, here's two characters, wave. Yeah. Octavia had a bond with Jasper. Yeah. But they also talked together when Octavia climbed up in the dropship. Yeah, that was like one time though. You're not a basket case because someone loved you. Exactly. Monty kind of gave Octavia one of the most important things anyone's ever said to her. Yeah. I mean, it's just been such a long time that like, and have they really had a bond since that one conversation, you know? 
No, I think they shared a love for Jasper, but Octavia has been very much singled out from the main group for most of the show. I don't think Octavia even knows Jasper died. Oh, Sam has her hand in the air. Yes, Sam, you in the back? You're not a basket case because someone loved you. Uh-huh. But in the bunker, uh-huh. she cut herself off from love. Uh-huh. So now she's a basket case. And now that she's seeing out. Monty and she's like, ooh, don't want to tell Monty what I've become. Ooh, he'd be disappointed. Yo, if she, like, the thing is, how could she justify treating Monty badly? Literally. You can't. Like, he's too pure. Bellamy's her brother, so it's safe to, like, you know, even if it's horrible, it's safe to rag on mm-hmm. him. And by rag on him, I mean threaten to murder yeah, him. Yeah, like you do. I, I'm not condoning it, by the way. I'm just, like, saying, like, you know. And, like, you she can, can see where her logic is, even if it's flawed. And she can oust Clark. Yeah. Because Clark has done some shady things in their time. Yeah. But if how the hell is Octavia going to be like, Monty, are you Wonk or the enemy of Wonk Crew? Monty's going to be like, what? <laughs> Monty's like, I'm Space Crew? So... Monty's like, I wish I was still up on the Ark. I don't want to pardon any of this. Also, I think Octavia does know Jasper's dead. Okay, yeah, because she didn't show up in the... He wasn't in the bunker. he was on the radio. And she knew who was going to space. I get the feeling that Bellamy probably broke it to her over the radio before they went up into space. Taking up all that time. So Abby couldn't say bye to Clark. So now we see Harper, who they're like, here, Harper doesn't have anyone to reunite with, but uh, she's here. And then we have Becco. (laughs) Yes, Becco. I have like no thoughts on this scene because I'm like, I liked it. The I liked it as it was. I love the look on Echo's face when she's running. I have no thoughts on this scene. She says she talks. Uh, um, same. I love the look on Echo's face. Like I love everything about it. I'm bummed out that their reunion became more about like Octavia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'm also really intrigued that their reunion became about Octavia. I literally love so much that they're like, here's Clark's reaction, here's Octavia's reaction. And Clark's like, oh, well, okay, anyway, I'm busy. Okay. And Octavia's like, yeah, I'm exactly. filled with rage. <laughs> yeah, Clark's <laughs> like, huh, all right. Clark's face is literally just like, oh, okay, so my kid. <laughs> She's like, I don't even know that girl, I guess. Yeah, no, that's my second thing is like Bellamy spends a lot of the episode like trying to coax information out of Clark, like getting her to talk, but he doesn't tell her this gigantic development in his own life. Oh my gosh. I feel like if I had been like away from somebody for six years, the first thing I would do is be like, so, so what's the hot gossip? Literally. (laughs) The thing is like, I thought you were going to be like, so I got a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she'd be like no way tell me all about it like she'd literally be like oh my god are you and raven together yet because i've been shipping that forever and he's like you know what surprisingly not. not clark's like you're getting it wrong again <laughs> no this is a pro becco podcast by the yeah. way i just also really ship raven yeah. but i this is a very pro becco podcast yeah, yeah. I agree. We're like pro oh, most things, like whatever. Do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, like Robin likes Bellark. I like Braven. You like Becco. I like. I also like Braven. Yeah. I just ship like Bellamy with like some happiness. <laughs> That's a beautiful thought. Remember, okay, you said that you were surprised that Bellamy didn't tell her this big development in his life when he's trying to get her to like talk about her six years. Yeah. I don't think that to him, I think it's been long enough since he got with Echo that he doesn't think it's, like, hot news. That's true. Yeah, he just forgot that Clark doesn't know. Yeah, I yeah. Think to him, he's so, like, comfortable and used to that relationship that he's like, oh, yeah, that's also a thing. Sorry, like, I forgot to catch you up, but, like, you know, it's it's been a while. Yeah, like, everyone in Space Crew is so clearly aware of everybody mm. else's relationships with each other, like, within that family. And so I don't think he thinks about it being 
news to anybody but Octavia. Right. Oh yeah, because that's the person who's, whose reaction is most important to him. Exactly. And, and most exactly. important to Echo. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, should we talk about the fact that, like, people are interpreting this as Jealous Clark? Sure. Because I know that I don't personally, but I feel like, you know, if anyone here wants to try and make a case for it, I'll certainly hear it. I mean, uh, my, I mean, my, my mom's the one who reads Bellarc fic. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love you, Denise. <laughs> Um, but like, I, I mean, I get it. Like I, I've been trying just cause I know that Bell Arc is like really big. I like sometimes try and like veer off from that. Um, just because yeah. I'm a hipster and that's like the main reason, <laughs> like the fall in our stars was my favorite book. And they were like, here's a movie. Everyone loves it. And I was like, Oh, I like paper towns now. <laughs> and then they made paper towns and I was like, Oh, ah. Fine. <laughs> I like turtles all the way down. I love though. turtles all the way down. Like if I was like, I love looking for Alaska now. They're like, oh, here's a, a series on Hulu. I'd be like, Tuh! which is a thing. I'm excited for it. But like, if I think of like, yeah, I've just kind of been veering off Belark just because because I'm a hipster. And but if I mm. put Snake Parents <laughs> where where Bellamy and Clark are in my mind, like Snake Parents from uh, Riverdale, then that's when you can be like. Oh my god. You know, like if Bellamy was Alice and and Echo was Hal, I'm so sorry, Echo, because Hal is the worst. Oh, poor Echo. But if, oh, god, god, did you I'm so sorry. But if Clark was FP and <laughs> and Maddie is Jughead, then like my head is in my head. I'm hands. so sorry. I want you to know but this. like that's how I'm making sense of like the way that people are like seeing this, which like is t- also a totally okay. valid way of of viewing it, but like if if, if it was yeah. like that ship, which I ship very 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 much, then I'd be like, no, you know, oh, it'd be heartbreaking. Yeah, I like Robin putting it in these terms because that makes more sense to me than me sitting there like I don't ship Bellark, but I know tons of people do, and I have friends that do. But like I'll sit there and look for it, and I'm like, it does not look romantic to me. But if you put it in terms of like. Effie and Alice. <laughs> yeah. Effie and Alice. Or just like, as a shipper, you're going to pull whatever pieces you can possibly get. That's that's true. Um, because we did the same thing before like, Cabby was canon. We were looking for clues absolutely everywhere. Yeah. In season one and two, we were like, that's, that's, that, that's canon. one. That's canon? one. That looks like canon to me. Yeah. And like, we just happened to pick the one that they decided yeah. to go with. Yeah. But, like, a lot of times, like, I will pick a ship fully expecting it to become canon, and it doesn't, like, uh, Grisman Catherine from CSI, which I will be bitter about for the rest of my life, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, and I just, like, I expected it to become canon, and it didn't become canon. I just got angrier and angrier and angrier until I was like, it's not the show's fault that I've shipped yeah. this. This is my fault. I've done this to myself. <laughs> and so I just stopped watching the show. But um, I think everything is open to interpretation. I think with this show, it's really hard because Bellark is like an assumed endgame thing because of the books. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, you can see where there's a little bit more validity to it because, you know, of course it's happened in the books. To me, the show has never truly indicated that there is any sort of romance between the two, but that doesn't mean that people can't look for it and hope for it. Okay, you know what this reminds me of? Okay, what? So I definitely shipped Bellark before the time jump. And so what this reminds me of is there, no spoilers, but there is a big time jump in Lost. And I really 
shipped. I know what you're talking about. I really shipped Kate and Sawyer during the entire time before oh, the time, yeah. ju- time jump. Time jump happens. Those yeah. are not the same okay. people. They change. Yeah. And, yeah. and so did my ship allegiances. So Sawyer can go off with somebody else. Yeah. Jack goes off. Or <laughs> Kate goes off with somebody else. <laughs> Kate goes off with somebody else. That's fine. Because those are not the people I shipped originally. And that's kind of how I feel here. You mean you didn't ship Sawyer and Jack? It's like season one, Bellark. I was like, yes, give it to me. These are tropes and I want them. Thank you. But now after this time jump, mm-hmm. I'm like, those aren't, those aren't the same people to me. So I don't know. That's what I mean. Yeah. And I, you also had things like, you know, Klexa, and that was, like, very mm-hmm. real. And then you had Clark mourning Klexa, so there was, like, no room for yeah. anything else, and except for, like, hookups yeah. with Nyla, I guess. But, like, now Clark's been on her own for six years, and her priority has very much shifted from, you know, leading and for, trying to form relationships to this one relationship she mm-hmm. has. And like, Bellamy now, like, you know, Bob Morley has said, like, truly loves Echo. Yeah. Yeah, and Clark's love story this year, and honestly, for the perceived foreseeable foreseeable future is Maddie. Yeah. yeah. It's like Clark and motherhood. Yeah. And this isn't us being like, so Belark isn't real. Like if somebody said that, if they were snake parents no. and someone said, no, it's no. not real because she's married to Hal, I'd be like, frick you, they're going to be together anyway. So like feel the way that you want to feel. It's yeah. super chill. Yeah. That's what stripping is for. It's for and fun. Like and, like, that's the thing I think comes with, like, being in fandom for a while. If someone says, oh, that ship's not real, you're like, okay, well, yeah. it is like, to me. Like, I don't... I'm gonna keep reading fanfiction, so... Yeah, like, if you don't ship it, that's totally fine with me. Like, a lot of people don't ship Kate... Well, a couple people don't <laughs> ship Kate and Abby, and, like, I'm like, okay, do you. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I have no problem with that, because that's your personal choice, and it doesn't affect me in any way, yeah. shape, or form. So, I think if you want to interpret this as Jealous Clark... I can see why you would want to. And if you want to look at it as, I think the way the show framed it as Clark being unsure how to react to it, and then the bigger reaction being Octavia, yeah. I think that's that's also yeah. valid. Yeah. We try not to talk mm-hmm. a lot about shipping on the podcast unless Robin's letting me go off yeah. about Kane and Abby. I was about to say, I do- I'm literally here to talk about Abby. <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally, this is a no shipping podcast, oh, except for Kane and Abby. So we can talk about Murphy and Raven first, or we can talk about Cabby first. What would you guys like to do? Um, as much as I would like to talk about Cabby and pretend that they were like the biggest part of the episode, I think the Murphy and Raven stuff is also really important. Mm-hmm. I think Cabby were bigger than you. Do you think Cabby were bigger? Yeah. I, yeah. I the stories, Octavia, Cabby, then Murphy and everyone else. Okay. Well, then let's talk about Cabby last. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're shocking Raven and stuff, and he's talking about how she's tougher than she looks. And I was like, excuse me, Raven looks like a tough lady. Yeah. yeah. Lindsay looks like she could beat you up. Yeah. But that's a that's a point about Raven. What? Lindsay already looks like a badass. So she's that means she's even tougher. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. a good point. Yeah. Okay, fair. Zeke is apologizing to her, and she's like, I don't heckin' know. Like, I didn't even freaking do it. Like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, I imagine being put in that position where you're like, um, I didn't do anything wrong, and I can't figure out why I'm being tortured. Yeah. And I can't make it stop. I feel, now that I, now that I think about this, I kind of feel a little bit robbed about this, because, like, I, I want to know what happened, like, after all those people woke up and Murphy and Raven Same, were up there. right? I, that's just occurring to me right now. Yeah, Sam was talking about that earlier. Sam, you were saying something about the prisoners. Yeah, I... Did they leave the 283 up there? No, because no, I think the 283 looked, are the people who are in the town, in the village. 
Yeah, I think that as well. But Sam pointed out that they don't actually establish that. Yep, you're right. Oh, wait. Because uh, Dio's is... Are th- there, is there room for 283 on their little spaceship that they scoot around on? If they all sit ship? in there. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. Huh. Oh. I don't know. They probably had to make multiple trips, right? I guess so. They probably like, brought back, like, Raven and Murphy and then whoever, like, would be the best, um, like, be the most useful. Yeah, like, maybe there's still some up there. Yeah. Hmm. Like, later, when we get into the Kane and Abby portion, Kane, Abby, and Dioza and McCreary, um, they do talk, like, Dioza does say, you've been on the ground a day. Yes. But there just doesn't seem to be enough of them in the shallow valley. Right. Okay. And, like, it's good for them to go back up there because they need to, like, keep refueling on their hithalodium. Oh, good point. So, McCreary pours water on Raven and he's like, I don't even know what's going to happen, so, so should we find out? I, I mean, I feel like we all know what's going to happen here. But either way, Zeke stops him, and he's like, listen, can I just talk to her alone? So they bring in Murphy. <sighs> <laughs> she has a lot of thoughts on this, because I saw it on Twitter. I'm just Go so off. happy. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, obviously not, because they're like, here's Murphy, he's been tortured. But, like, yeah. <laughs> I just really feel like, and, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later, too, but, like... I just love those two a lot. Murphy and Raven? Yeah. Like, we talked about, like, the whole thing about him crippling her, and that was, like, a really big issue, but I do really feel like they've gone past it. And, like, those two, they're, like, looking out for each other. And because she's, Murphy like, Please says, like, don't hurt him. Like, he doesn't know anything. Yeah. Like, her priority is to protect him because that's her friend. Yeah, and he's, like, are you okay? And she's, like, are you okay? And they're, like, yeah, we're okay. <sighs> Yo, and, like, I know this is, like, the bare minimum of humanity, but, like, Murphy not even answering with a quippy retort about being chained up, but instead asking if she's okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a huge moment for him. McCreary's like, who killed my friend Kodiak? And it's, like, Bellamy, Echo, Echo and Raven? Question mark? Okay, I would have, like, killed myself laughing if Raven had been like, I don't know, it was a team effort. Which yeah. one do you want? <laughs> Like, all of us, <laughs> we tried our best. We're all in murder together. Are you happy? I'm gonna leave. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in murder together. Oh. <sighs> the space crew story. They are a family, though. No, they are. They're all a family. And so he's like, you have five seconds or I'll kill Murphy. And Zeke's like, pass. So he like holds it. He like threatens him. And and he's like, you're making a mistake. And he's like, wouldn't be the heckin' first time. Ooh. So someone. Okay. He is is absolutely that scene in Arrested Development where Job is just looking into the distance and saying, I've made a huge mistake. That's Shaw. (laughs) <laughs> he made a huge mistake in helping them. He's like, I should have left you idiots on that rock. Yeah. And also one time I didn't wear my helmet when I was on my motorcycle. And that was a that was a mistake. And he's like, cool. Okay, well, I'll cut off your legs. Bye. <laughs> he's like, you don't need legs. And I'm like, what if there's pedals? Well, clearly there's not. <laughs> but what if McCreary doesn't know? I mean, I think he's sat next to him enough times that he knows there's not pedals. I'm just saying. Okay. If the Enterprise had had pedals, it would have been a lot more interesting. Pick Enterprise, we'll pick you up. That's not the Enterprise I meant. (laughs) I love that you just talk like Gene now. (laughs) Oh, crap! That's not the Enterprise (laughs) I meant. This is me now! Every single... That's hot, I love a mom who takes control. Every... (laughs) 
every inflection of your voice now is just, she's married to a friend to of a mine. To a friend of mine. <laughs> That's not I, the enterprise I meant. I hate myself. Oh, uh, why couldn't I have picked up Louise or Tina? <laughs> or even Linda. Hey, listen. I am already Bob. Jean's my favorite, so it's okay. Bobby! Bobby! Honestly, to be Linda, you just gotta talk like Michelle Visage. So they're like, okay, so that would have killed everybody, so you're welcome. And she's like, no, you're just trying to save yourself. And Murphy's like, he just saved my life, so like, let's hear him out. I, I assume Yo, you Murphy have a plan. Murphy a voice of reason. Yeah, right. I assume you have a plan. And he's like, yes, I do have a plan. This is it. And Raven's like, that plan is garbage. <laughs> Here is a better plan. And it super is. Raven, th- my favorite thing about Raven and Clark hashtag princess mechanic is there's always a third option. Yeah. Yup. Literally, I like the best rewatched one. that moment where she's like, that plan sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love when they're Your relatable like sucks. that. I love that. Yep. I love a relatable sassy girl. McCreary comes in on, on Dios's conversation with Cabby and is saying like, hey, just not, just letting you know, that guy sucks. Not asking for permission. She's like, you fully are, and no. Yeah, and no. He never Shut would it have. Down. He never would have gone to her if he didn't want permission. Mm-hmm. He wanted her oh, approval. Yeah. yeah. I think he's. I think in some ways he both craves her approval and is testing how far she'll go. Yeah. It's like as much as he thinks himself his own leader he and needs like a leader. her equal and like last week with that guy being like more of us are loyal to you. <laughs> yeah. He Great good impression. Good impression. Looks to Thank you. Thank you so much. More of uh, us are loyal to, her to you. <laughs> above. I am a robot. authority. Zeepsorp. See, I'm trying to make a point and Robin and I are just way too busy Every time I guest on this, it's like... The Rose Sam hour. Samantha tries to make a point. Okay, go! And sometimes she gets there. Well... It's like you try to make a point, but we're too busy getting up to our shenanigans, which is refreshing because usually it's me doing shenanigans and Robin getting irritated. <laughs> so at least she joins in on these ones. Robot. So really, it's fun for us. That was- anyway, Sam, what was your ahead, point? Robin. Girl, it's, it's, it's past that. You were talking about the, moment's the guy who was like, McCreary, we support you and we like you better. Oh, I'm just saying as much as McCreary believes that he's equal or better than Dioza, he still looks to her for mm-hmm. approval and like her leadership and respects her. Yeah, I think McCreary's very much a soldier who needs direction mm-hmm. and kind of craves her validation, even though like I don't think he really wants yeah. it. But if he gets it, he would prefer that. So on the radio, they're like, "Hey, did you release one of the prisoners?" And McCreary's like, "Do you do you think I would do that?" <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Neat. Does that sound in character? Like, well, one of them booked it. Do you know and me like, at all? Ugh. One of them booked it. <laughs> so, so Echo finds Murphy, and all of them come out, and Emory's like, "Where's Raven, my roommate?" Um, my favorite thing about this is that Echo grabs Murphy, mm-hmm. and Murphy's response to being grabbed by Echo is, "Oh, thank God, <laughs> yes. no more running." I love little moments like that. That like it's between Murphy and Echo, and you're like, "When would these two people have like gotten along before this time jump?" I love, but they're. Their- Friendship. A family. Yeah. They're, he's like relieved to see her. He's like, oh, thank God it's you. Yeah. They're fully a family. Like, I feel like, ooh, can we play and a like, game? Can yeah. we please play a game? Okay. 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 I got to write this down. Okay. 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 I'm okay. writing this down in our doc here. Okay. Um. Uh, what is this game going to be? Okay. I'm so intrigued. Name all of the members of Space Crew other than Murphy. Other than yes. Murphy? 
Harper, Amori, Echo, Bellamy, Monty, and Raven. Yeah. Okay, now let's put them in order of the people that Murphy likes the most. Oh my god. Who do you think Murphy can deal okay. with the best? Raven. I think it's Raven too, and then I think it's Echo. I do too. Yeah. And then I think... Hard agree. Bellamy? Yeah. And then I think that the reason why Monty and Harper are so low on this list is just because he doesn't talk to them as much. Yeah, we haven't seen them interact so, yet. And Monty gives him shit every time he can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Monty's not the biggest Murphy yeah, Okay, fan. so let's do... Monty's probably last. You think Monty's last over no. Amori? Amori's last. I think Monty is last over Amori. This is interesting. Because Mamori only broke up, like, what, six months ago? Yeah, or something. That's true. Okay. Where's Monty's hated uh, Murphy for far longer than that? All right, well, there's our list. Raven, Echo, Bellamy, Harper, Amori, Monty. What a fun game. (laughs) I I liked it. it. But I love that they all chose Amori in their divorce. Right? I don't know if Echo did. They're like, she's ours now. Echo just keeps bringing up I don't think Echo picked a side. She likes Murphy. Yeah, I don't think Echo picked a side. I think Echo was just kind of like, all right. So Amori's like, seriously, you left Raven? Ugh, you're the worst. And I'm like, it was Raven's idea. You don't even know Murphy anymore. Oh, I mean, they've been there for a couple days now, right? Oh, that well, Raven they watched and them Murphy. come down yeah. the ship. Yeah, they saw them. Yeah. They saw them go down. Like they run into Murphy. Yeah. Oh, right, duh. Yeah. Uh, also, can we talk about how these four, well, five, no, three. Five if you get <laughs> Maddie. Three, actually. So- Three plus Maddie. They've been chilling with this kid for like a day, but they've devised a communication system of whistles and clicks. (laughs) And they trust the kid to drive over themselves. Well, none of them have driven in six years. Yeah. Or ever. That's a good point. Yeah, I like that they're like, okay, the kid's one of us. Yeah. So Monty's like, oh my God, do you have a shot caller? And Murphy's like, we're not talking about that right now. Murphy's like, please don't question my king. <laughs> they're like, hey, also, um, have you seen, did you see Cabby? Because, like, they're here, we know. And Murphy's like, oh, word? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, okay, work. I get to talk so to that Abby means later. that the bunker is open, for sure. And then Murphy sees Maddie, and he's like, literally, who are you? I literally know, like, every person on, the, on like, alive right now, and you are not one of them. Hello? <laughs> you seem smaller yeah. than normal. <laughs> All of us are six years older. What are you? What are you? What creature are you? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Don't do it. Damn it. I knew she was going to do it. I support her. She's valid. No, she's not. She's so valid. Cotton eye jokes are for metastation only. Cotton eye jokes. Genius. Cotton eye jokes are apparently a Sam guesting on the hundred staple. Unacceptable. Why can't you just make Africa by Toto jokes like normal? Because. Because reasons. I'm multifaceted. So... (laughs) They're like, okay, well, there's going to be missiles, so maybe we should, like, get back in radio range and let them know that there's going to be missiles. And they're like, wow, great plan, Murphy. Thanks. And he's like, it's all Raven's plan, but yes. <laughs> it's like, thank you. I also, will take credit for that. can we talk about how Echo's priority is Bellamy and Maddie's priority is Clark? Oh. oh that's so cute. They're Families. Like, and Amori's was Raven. Yeah. Okay, mood. So My like, priority would also be Raven. They're all, like, where are... Where's my mm-hmm. family? Yeah. Feelings. This time jump is the best thing to ever happen to this show. Yeah, Hard I like agree. it a lot. Yeah. Maddie says that she'll drive the rover and it's in a bear cave nearby. Don't worry, there are no bears. <laughs> <laughs> like, how long did it take like, you to I feel to like that's that exactly what she said when, like, everybody else showed up. She's like, don't worry, guys, there aren't any bears. And then, like, as soon as Murphy so- shows up, I'm she's curious. like, oh, time to make my bear joke again. I have had literally zero people <laughs> to, to, to tell the joke to until now. I'm curious... 
as to whether there were bears when Maddie was like a four-year-old mm. kid. Or if maybe she just heard about them or and something. There, and there are no bears right. since Prime Fire. Or if she and Clark killed radiation bears and had a feast. Ew. Okay. Either way. Ew over bear meat when Clark literally ate bugs at the first season. Call out post to Brittany who's like, let's eat our friends. But it says ew <laughs> to bears. Yeah. At you least literally your friends are suffering from radiation poisoning. Okay, gotcha. Radiation poisoning is better than eating your friends. Or is worse than eating your friends. Got it. Is worse than eating your friends, apparently. Listen, eating your friends, at least you know what goes in I them. can't talk to you anymore. I'm you afraid. Don't know what bi- you don't you- know what- <laughs> I'm literally only doing this to escalate the anger even more, and it's so fun for me. Bears eat fish and plants. Um, yeah, gorilla usually don't eat people, but uh, there we were in 2.14, so who knows what happens after the apocalypse. Even if it ate people- that's still worse than actually eating people yourself. No, because that's secondhand. That's people. better than firsthand people. Secondhand smoke <laughs> is better than just downing a bunch of cigarettes. Downing, just like breathing in a bunch of cigarettes is, you know. Secondhand people. <laughs> a bear. You can people? prepare. What a is secondhand bear? people, Brittany? It's when you eat people, but it goes through a bear first. That's just eating poop. No, the people are still You're inside disgust. the bear's belly. You don't eat the stomach contents of the kill. You have to use every part okay, of the let's bear. Just, okay, so we're going to eat no. the bear, but we're also going to eat the stomach acid of the bear. Got it. In the, in the history I didn't there was any logic to this argument that I'm making up animals, as we go. You don't eat the stomach contents. Well, I wouldn't know. I'm not from a farm. <laughs> You're from Alberta beef country. Yeah, but I'm a city dweller. You know what beef is. I know what beef is, but I don't know what parts you can eat what you can't. I'm an ignorant idiot. Oh my I God, mean, I won't so eat stupid. anything with bones in yeah. it. Yeah. So I get it, I guess. No, me Because then it reminds me like that it was that. alive. That's why I don't like seafood, because it always mm. is shaped like the food it was. No, a thumb is shaped kind of So this of has like been really wing. fun. Um, why well, we're going to move on, though. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I think this has been our best podcast yet. We should just end it here. Hey! Without talking about Cabby. I still have a lot of Murphy thoughts. And we gotta talk about Cabby. Yeah, you fool. Robin still has a lot of Murphy thoughts. Yeah. We have thoughts. We're not ending in here. They go back. We go back to Allegis. And they're like, um, Shaw, literally, what are you doing? And he's like, listen, I had to let Murphy go so that Raven would tell me, like, it's all Raven's terms. Like, that was why I did it. And Murphy's still collared so we can still track him. And I love how it literally says Murphy John on it. I'm like, I'm like, you Murphy took the John. time to label him. That's nice. And uh, maybe he'll like lead us to his, to his group. <laughs> <laughs> they, had a, they had a label maker rallying around. And they're like, you're so smart. And Raven's like, let me do some grade A acting. <gasps> you're the worst. I hate you. Oh, <laughs> this wasn't my plan all along. Shout out to Lindsay Morgan. Acting <laughs> within acting. It's acting inception. Now, now we're getting to the, like the, the really important stuff. In this storyline to, to my heart. Okay. Okay. My first point mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that they got to the bunker and Maddie had said, I will drive. And Murphy immediately yelled, shotgun. <laughs> so that he could sit in the front. Okay, but yeah. I am Murphy and Murphy is me. And so they're still trying to call Bellamy. And there's this moment where Maddie says, I thought you'd be funnier. This part is really <laughs> important to me. First of She's all, because I am going to 
be obsessed with this dynamic. Murphy and children, I can already tell, is going to be hilarious and wonderful. Also, Agreed. this means that literally Clark has told Maddie stories in which she's like, can't even get through the punchline because she wants to like tell her what Murphy said. Like, and you just imagine her being like, and then the best part is that <laughs> then Murphy says, and then they laugh because Murphy's so funny. Like that must oh, have that's happened. Really and then cute. Like, oh yes, uh, Clark really has told cute. her stories. In which Clark is literally like, and then Murphy does the best thing. This is what he says. Ha ha, he's so funny. He's so great. We miss that guy. I love that Murphy, like everyone to Maddie mm-hmm. are kind of like TV characters are like just boiled down to their sheer like essence. Yeah. So like Murphy's the comedian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, so I just, funny like, to me. I wish that we had gotten the dynamic of Echo and Monty and Harper and uh, Imori through Maddie's eyes. Like, I find that so interesting. Yeah, I want to yeah. know what Maddie thinks of everyone. I want to know what Maddie knows about yeah. her grandma. Mm, I want to know that so, too. Like, is Grandma Abby going to be way different than she pictured because she's a drug addict? Can you not hurt my heart? I only make jokes <laughs> because I'm in a so lot of pain. Murphy's like, oh, yes. Well, did she tell this, these stories about how I'm like a big hero and I get the girl? I'm like, why would you bring that up when she's right in front of you? She's right there yeah. and she's going to call you out on she's it. She's like, literally, what are you talking about? No. And he's like, oh, I was talking about a different girl. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, meant I, meant, someone else. I meant someone else. What are you talking about? You don't know her. Yeah. She lives in Escada. <laughs> she's from Canada. We don't know. She goes to a different school. You wouldn't know her. <laughs> She's from a different Dude, Valley. this, you like, I literally love this part because he's like, oh, I got the girl. And she's like, no, you lost the girl. And Murphy's face is like, is, it's, oh, you know what it is? It's Kermit. Ooh. It's Kermit the Frog when he literally, like, does the thing where his, like, mouth is all skewed. That's literally what his whole was. face twinkles up. up. Like, go back and look right. at it. That's exactly My what favorite. he did. He was like, womp. Literally. I hate that you're right. My favorite, my favorite crack video editor did that plus pretty hearts. <laughs> That's beautiful. Wow. His face goes all. Yeah, cause oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh you God, have to go watch that video. It's so this. funny. It's the Clexa Chronicles okay. on YouTube. Then she talks about how Octavia is her favorite because we already knew this, and she's like, "Yeah, no offense, all you guys, but Octavia's so much better than you." And they're like, "Yeah, we'll see." <laughs> Yo, my Ew. cat just caught a bug. He's a snack. What a but good boy. Maddie's like, you know what? Like, no offense. Like, all of you guys were important. She said, like, she wouldn't have made it without each and every single one of you. So it's really, like, you know, I appreciate all of you. And they're like, well, we couldn't have made it without her. And it's like, aw, this is nice. Yeah. That's really nice. And then they get out of range. And so Murphy gets shocked by the caller. And they have to go back. And Murphy's like, you know what? Oh. Leave without oh, me. jeez. Because, like, that thing is more important. <sighs> Excuse me? John Murphy is a hero. I'm crying inside. Like, Robin, tell us all your thoughts on this. He's come so far. And like, okay, like, listen, I've loved Murphy since season one, unpopular opinion. Like, I saw something in that guy. I was like, that guy is going to be, you know, when I first started liking Murphy, I was like, this guy's short lived, but I like him. He's fun. And then when he kept like, becoming more things I kept being like one day he's gonna get to the point where he's literally like I am a hero but I am um (laughs) one sec shoot this was a great point but where did the word go (laughs) oh got it it's like he's a hero 
but he's like the reluctant hero. You know, he's just like, ugh, fine, I guess I'll be a good person. Like I yeah. saw, I saw that in him, and so like I almost started crying in this episode yeah. where I was just like, this is the person that I always knew you could be. Like I always saw this in him, and I'm so proud of him. He and like I like that he's sort of like not pretending like oh no I'm not really soft or oh no I'm not this like Murphy serves Murphy when it when he wants to but he also will reluctantly be like oh, crap he, it's it's for the greater he has good his priorities go get his the job done himself but he knows like he can take care of himself here that's more important for you guys he's like I don't need company I'm okay by myself I can do it but you guys need to go and do something else. You can come back and find yeah. me later. He's also like, I don't really exactly. want to go to the place where the missiles That's are That's a selfless aimed, move. So bye. <laughs> yeah. It's really more about self-preservation. He doesn't want to get blown up. And then we find out that Imori is also staying. I, I literally was like, love this moment. <sighs> this is good content. This is the content I signed up for in season five. Yeah. Yep. It's like the the big ro- like rebuilding of their romance another thing like before actually before we get into that is like he says the phrase before our friends explode and like i brought up i think last episode or a couple episodes before is that like when clark called murphy his friend her friend in season 3 richard said that murphy probably wouldn't be down for that but now here's murphy calling everybody his friends yes <sighs> I- I also do you want to cry yeah about how <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Imori jumped forward in the seat and like touched him while he was being shocked and got shocked herself. <laughs> you broke I feel her. sadness, but also I feel happiness. I don't know. She's feeling a lot, I think. That's me during every cabbie scene. I get it. Yeah. Like, remember that time when I didn't ship Mamori and now I'm like, oh, you guys, thanks for doing your best. I love you. She didn't ship Mamori. And then I came along. No, Louisa came you along. Did Thank you. <laughs> wow. Louisa was like, "Hi, I'm nice," and I'm she like, won't... "Oh, I suddenly like Amori." Fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, Amori, Amori goes with him. It is the best. They are such a power couple. Um, I love them. And Amori is like, Amori is the epitome of God. He's an idiot, but he's yeah. my idiot. Yeah. She's so justifiably mad at him. Yeah. But she loves him. Yeah. That's just how it is. I'm looking at Murphy's freaking Kermit face. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that cackle in. It is cabbie time. <gasps> My favorite time. Mm-hmm. All right. So Dioza comes out of the spaceship and he she hears this terrible music. Listen, you can like whatever music you want. To me, this is not good music. Thank you. <laughs> it's such bad music. <laughs> it is. Um, like She even says, like, play something that is good. Thanks. I love that she's, like, slightly funny. She's like, none of you are safe, and also your music taste blows. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're all, like, having a party, and so she, like, shoots a gun, and she's like, and all of them are literally like, oh, snap, okay. Mom's mad. Oh, all right. They, like, turn off the music. Mom's mad. And she's like, you're literally ruining the only place on Earth that's good. Frick you guys. Sounds yep. like the kids in season one, am I right, ladies? She's like, I'm trying to mm. say, I'm out here trying to save us, and y'all are out here having a party? That's not cool. She's literally Clark. Freeloaders? Freeloaders. <laughs> you gotta work for your meals. I said I'd get you home, and I did, but the work isn't over. You guys have to start training tomorrow. Is she turning them all into, like, Marines? Except for you, Brian. You're already, a, you're already a mass murderer. You're How good. the hell is she gonna train a bunch of unruly prisoners? Mm-hmm. That's a question. They're never gonna listen to her. Yeah. I mean, good luck to you, Charmaine. Do you guys want to talk to me about this new character named Vincent? He's a cannibal. Cannibal! 
Robin's like, where'd that come from? No, I just, I, like, keep talking. Well, if you keep your hands and feet away from his mouth. <laughs> or he will he fully might. eat you. He munch. How do they stop him from eating them? I'm, honestly. The collar. But not everyone has the shock collar at all times. No, but, like. He does. He's wearing it way before she sends him in to see Cabby. Yeah, it's true. That guy has had that on since he woke up. Oh my god, he's gonna love Octavia. <laughs> like. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I am mean, one crew. <laughs> I am one crew and I will eat any enemies of one crew. <laughs> like, I can't blame him. Abby Griffin is a snack in that. Oh outfit. my god. You're not allowed to be on this podcast anymore. Am I wrong? There's the door. Am I wrong? I'm not speaking to I'm you not. anymore. She's not speaking to me because she knows I'm right. Yep. Because she's a snack. Kane. Anyway. Kane is talking about how one crew doesn't know about the missiles. And then he's like, Abby, stop. Like, every scene that we have, I like start saying something important and you're just ignoring me. I love that he's like standing there going, babe, babe, babe. And she's like, I just, I, I'm. And she's like, I'm. I'm somewhere else right now. I'm appreciating the yeah. art. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm look, I have other things to think about right now, okay? So there, she's like, look at this drawing that Clark did. And they're literally like, who that? I don't know. <laughs> also, I've always had canoned that Clark got her art skills from Abby. Mm. Uh-huh. So I love that the way that Abby deduces that this is Clark's home. <laughs> Is through her. Abby's like, is yeah. that cross-hatching I detect? Stop. The thing that I really liked is, like, if you look um, where Abby finds the drawing of Maddie, is um, she's actually right next to a drawing of Kane. Yes, uh, I really wanted Kane's reaction. Yeah, I wanted Kane's reaction to that, too, because there's Kane, there's Abby, and I think there's Monty or Bellamy um, right next, like, all in a row over there. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, 500 pictures of Octavia. Yeah. Imagine being Clark living in a house where it's just like Octavia all the well, time. Well, I think like Clark probably drew like two pictures of Octavia and then Maddie was like, can you draw me another picture of Octavia? Because here's the thing is it's like, okay, I, I tweeted this. There was like, they were looking at the picture that Clark drew of Octavia, but also there was like some like not as good pictures of Octavia. So like not only did Clark do Octavia fan art, but Maddie did Octavia fan art based on Clark's Octavia fan art. It's so cute. Like, Octavia's her hero. Ooh. And you know what they say? Never meet They'll your heroes. Meet you. And don't eat them either. Although, I will say, I did meet Damon Lindelof Never and he was meet. lovely. Good Thanks. point. So they're like, wow, this was Clark's house. And Dios is like, you can live here too as long as you aren't bad. Yes, Kane and Abby, you can live in this actual church. <laughs> they're not in the By church. the way, are you married? What the... Come on, yeah. man. Come on. The doctor was killed on the like, ship, so they really need a new a new job. So they really need a new doctor. And um, so he, she's like, here's your first patient. His name is Vincent. He's usually really nice, but sometimes things go wrong for him. So but it, so if anything goes bad, just like go ahead and give him a shock. Okay, thanks. Sometimes he eats people, but listen, we just let it slide. Yeah, it's a whole thing, but yeah. What can you do? What can you do? So Abby's like, listen, um, I had a bag. Can I do like, uh, do you have that? And she's like, um, I think we're good here. Let's do some detoxing, huh? Ugh, I hate that like Dioza clocked immediately that Abby's an, Abby's mm-hmm. an addict. I don't know how she did it. I mean, I have a headcanon that Dioza's been through it. That would make Ooh. sense. She's like, I get it. I like that headcanon. Yeah, I could see that. I am pro this. So Kane's like, okay, so we're prisoners now. And she's like, let's just call it protective custody. I'm like, oh, what a great pun. She's not I wrong. I love it. Yeah, she's not so wrong. So smart. And 
Kane's like, okay, but here are our terms. You need to be really nice to Raven and Murphy because we know that you have them. And um, those are my children. Although we used to have this joke where Kane didn't know anybody's names. <laughs> so he's like... Yeah, he knows their names now. A lot has changed in six he's years. He's like, please, I really need you to be nice to Harper and, and Monty. And they're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> That's not who we have. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kane has a lot of kids. He can't, can't keep track of all of them all the time. So she's like, and you are? Like, what's the point of you even? Yo, that was harsh, but mm-hmm. I get it. Because, like, really, what use is yeah. he to her? And so he's like, I know Octavia. And from her perspective. I know Octavia. Yeah. This is exactly what you need to know. And so what's this whole thing about being I, a traitor? He betrayed one crew and Octavia called him a traitor. I thought she was calling Abby a traitor. Yeah. No, 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 oh. no, no. Okay. So... At the end of yeah. Pandora's box, Octavia calls Kane okay, a traitor. I'm out here thinking that it was Abby because she like went no. forward and was just like, yeah, take me. No. She's calling Kane a traitor because he went against her gladiator ring and she was going to kill him. So he's a traitor to one crew. Oh, okay. I was confused just because like we know that he's not the one who stole the medicine. Right. Gotcha. But, but, he but cha- she's, he's the one that challenged that. her system. Got it. And okay. he's a traitor because... He broke the law, which you're not supposed to do, and he became an enemy of one crew. Right. Okay. So then Vincent gets a shock because he picked up a scalpel, and so he was about to cut everyone open and have a snack. Nom, 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 You know the part where Vincent's like, it's an honor to meet you both? Uh-huh. Me. <laughs> that would be me. I'd be like, I'm a big fan. They, like, give him a shock, and he's like, oh, sorry. You know, I try. Ugh, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. Sam looks like she has a thought. Sam, say your okay. thought. Oh, I was just going to say more about how Dioza doesn't trust Kane. Okay. Well, what reason does Dioza even have to trust Kane at this point? Mm-hmm. Like, to her, he's just kind of someone who was looking for um, asylum. Yeah. I love how Dioza respects Abby and her negotiating style way more than she respects Kane and his negotiating style. Yeah. Because, uh, like... When Abby turned up, she was like, we're going together or not at all. Mm-hmm. And Diaz is like, all right, I can play with this. Uh, I see where your daughter gets it from, which mm-hmm. I loved. Very straightforward sort of negotiating. Yeah. And Kane, honestly, he takes a similar approach. But I think Diaz being former military and then also a radical terrorist mm-hmm. respects loyalty and his lack of loyalty to Octavia makes her wonder if she can trust anything he says. But yeah, that's a good point. Then that later ends up working in his favor because she can see that he's not got that same loyalty that everyone who would like follow her into a sandstorm has. Exactly. Which means he, she can trust him. Because he's not fanatical. Isn't crazy and a, yeah, fanatic to Octavia. Yeah. And that his only loyalty is to Abby. Yes. Ah. <laughs> okay. 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 So Abby's got the shakes. No. Yankees. And Kane's oh. like, hey, I can take care of you. And she's like, I'm a doctor. I take care of people. That is absolutely not what she said, you little jerk. <laughs> not at all how she sounded. Well, go off then. Robin's like, okay, well, tell me why I'm wrong. I think it's like. I've seen a couple different interpretations of this, but my interpretation is that they've been down this road many times where like she's like trying to get clean and going through withdrawal and then she's not strong enough She and she gives in. So like each and every time that this happens, he thinks this is the last time I'll take care of her. I can do this because we've been here before. 
And then each and every time she lets him down because she goes back to the pills because it's easier. I think it's very obvious. I agree with you that it's they've been down this road many times before together Mm -hmm. because Abby says, Kane comes in and he's like, you need to rest. And she's like, no, I need to work as long as I can. Yeah. So she she knows knows. how long it is before her body is going to betray her and she's going to be shaking and throwing up and Mm -hmm. going through further withdrawal. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I am here to take care of you. We're going to, I'm going to take you through that anyway, because we've done it before. Yeah. And she's just more committed to the work. And in that place where she's far enough away from the drugs, she can see that she has a problem. Yeah. Um, Because she's the one, she's showing remorse and guilt and telling Kane that it's not okay what she's doing. Yeah. Um, Like, it's almost like when she's not using, she can, she knows that that was her turning point, that almost losing him is enough if she gets away from it to convince her to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. But when if they put it back in front of she's her, back, when it's back in front of her, she's going to just keep using. And it's not like she's been through the proper therapy where she has like the skills to say no. Yeah. She's like, she's being put in this place where it's either she functions or she doesn't. And as a doctor, she, both she and Kane's lives rely on her functioning. So not only mm-hmm. did she take it for an addict's purpose, but also because it keeps both of them alive. Because she can't work if she's going through withdrawal, which means she's not useful, which means they're both dead. Yep. Also, I really love how soft and domestic this scene is. Because, like, Kane says they're not married later. But these are two people who are married. This is a marriage. Yeah. The way he comes in and, like, his hands on her shoulders and how she immediately relaxes back into him. And the, the kiss on her head, like... It's just so soft and intimate, and it's like, I love them. <laughs> Sam has a lot of feelings. I just really love the way that Paige and Ian are playing their relationship and, like, upping the commitment and the intimacy and, like, that shared love between each other in the face of all the garbage that they have to live through in the apocalypse. I really love that the show has decided to put their relationship back in the front again. God, me too. Because it's been so long. It's for you. They, yeah, basically. Like, they have had more content in the last three episodes that they've been in, in season five, than they did in the entirety of season four. Of season four. And parts of season three. Like, the back half of season three where they just kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah, for like three whole episodes. Yeah. Anyway, keep going, Robin. Okay, so we're bringing people in, and what he has is pulmonary tumefaction. Probably that sounds scary. Caused by some of the stuff that they were mining, and it shows up as black spots. And what she needs is a biopsy. And she's like, "No, it's not cancer. Here are all the biopsies from the other guy, because there are thirteen others. And the doctor is dead because he didn't know how to help. And McCreary was like, "Womp, you're not useful. Bye." Uh, are you hearing Kobe? Oh yes. <laughs> Apparently, it's time to scream in the middle of this. Hey, that's cute. People will like it. <laughs> he scream. Yeah, he will like hungry. to hear your cat. Hello, Colby. Would you like to tell us more? Do you like the hundred, or do you like when Mom feeds you? He doesn't have anything else to say. Okay, I have things to say. Okay. Um. So, what do you guys think it is? If it's not cancer. Oh yeah. What is it? Um. Is it like a result of the mining? stuff or is it like night blood stuff 
I want to talk about this after we get like the scene with McCreary. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I want to talk about it then because I feel like we have more information after that. Fair enough. Kane is talking about how, or I think Dioza and Kane are kind of talking about how all the people who are on their way are like trained to kill people. And he's like, yeah, because they didn't have a choice. But if we give them a choice, I'm sure they will choose to be good people, which is like, oh, season three Kane all over again. I'm like, bud. child. Bud. Bud. They're, no, they've been trained by Octavia. Yeah. Honestly, though, I think Kane's value point here is that, like he was trying to do at the end of last episode, is show that he can, like, find the humanity left in people. Mm -hmm. And, like, if he can get enough of those people who are still human to switch sides, Dioza might have a bigger army. That's Mm -hmm. true. And as we've seen, there are people who are not comfortable with the way Octavia does things. Yeah, and, like, Indra could be a key... Yeah. In the whole yeah. war. Because if you have Indra and, like, her thing versus Gaia and Octavia, that's going to be a huge plot point for Indra. And because mm-hmm. Indra is clearly so torn between If she makes Octavia, it through having glass in her lungs. Yeah. Well, she's torn between Octavia and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. She cares about Kane. She cares about Clark and Bellamy. She cares about Abby. She cares about humanity and their souls, and I think that's something that before she didn't have the luxury to care about, but now that it's been six years and she's seen what that hardened way of life does to people, mm-hmm. she's sort of starting to see, okay, this isn't how we should be doing things. Mm-hmm. Do you guys... I don't remember Sassy Kane ever existing until now. <laughs> Sassy Kane has definitely always existed. He's been okay. around. Okay, yeah. good. This was genius. I, I love Sassy Kane here because like, I feel like he disappeared for a little while. He was he was really around in season one. Yeah. Mm. But it came with like smarminess. Whereas here he's like, well, I'm facing certain death in a huge old murderer. I'm just going <laughs> to do as Abby does and give you attitude. I love that. Should we invite them for tea? He's like, oh, do you guys like tea? Hmm? <laughs> I enjoy tea. Hmm. Literally, he so they said funny. something about tea and I was like, oh, I could really go for iced tea right now. <laughs> yeah. You could always go for iced tea. She's right, you know. In another scene, Kane oh, wakes wait. up. Oh, okay, yep. Also, let's talk about how Abby is a genius. Like, I said some stuff about this in 502 mm-hmm. when they let her have all the science jargon about cannibalism and blight and the history of the arc and stuff. And I just really love the return of science, Abby. Oh, yeah, she's once again proving that, like, she's actually, like, a super smart lady scientist. Yeah. Yeah. And Diosa being like, we don't just need a doctor. We need a good doctor. And Abby's a good doctor. Abby's a great doctor. Yeah. And the show kind of forgot that sometimes, and now it's remembered it, and I'm thriving. My crops are good. My grades are up. <laughs> My cat <laughs> is starving. Is <laughs> My kitten is just starving. Like, <laughs> I'm just really excited for, to like... Abby's my favorite character. That's nobody. That's not new Whoa, information to what? anyone who's ever spoken to me in my. Abby's your favorite character. What? This Robin, did you know about this? No, that's new information. <laughs> Abby's my favorite character. To see her get to be a badass scientist, Kane's wife, and a struggling allegedly, addict, allegedly, and a struggling addict. Oh my god! It's like she's like. I've always known. Page Turco's idea. You're gonna have so much fun 
editing us talking at the same time. I'm really not. <laughs> We've always known that she can juggle multiple things. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to see her getting to do that. It's nice that the show remembered that she can do that. Exactly. Yeah. Like she can be more than Clark's mom and Sky Crew's doctor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you can keep go. going with what you said because I liked that point too. Oh my God. Why are you assuming I can remember it? You said it was Paige's idea. Oh yeah, the addiction storyline was like Paige Turco's idea for Abby for this year. And I think that's probably the best thing that could have happened to Abby. I, yes. <laughs> I really love- She's so eloquent. That, I hate you. Anyway, I love how Jason, how much Jason takes Paige's input about her character. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it makes the story more organic. Because actors know their characters the best. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, thank you, Jason Rothenberg, and thank you, Paige Turco. Yeah, y'all real ones. Okay, continue. Okay, now we can talk about the next scene, Robin. So, Kane wakes up, because I guess he took a nap, and Abby has the folders. (laughs) And he's like, sup, like you said you would quit. And she's like, yeah, well, needed to function, sorry. Yeah. I... Love how this scene and the one we see of them before it shows Abby at two very different spectrums or two very different places on the spectrum of addiction Mm -hmm. because we see her in withdrawal. We see her like knowing she has a problem. We see her shaking and sweating and she does not look good. I mean, which is that's just not true. Paige. Yeah, I know. Like we see her look a little less appealing than she normally does. She looks sweaty. Her hair smells. Yeah. And like we see her at that low point where she's struggling. And then we see her when she's using and she's put together. Mm-hmm. She like knows what she's doing. She's like working. She's doing well. Her hair is nicer. She's like, she looks good. But like the the ugly but, thing is that she's just as good at her job either way. She diagnosed the pulmonary tumefaction without the drugs. She was no, already I, in withdrawal. So, like, that's the thing that I think is interesting is Abby thinks she needs the drugs to function, but she doesn't. Oh, yeah, exactly. But that's what the addiction does to her. It's like... Yeah, exactly. She's given that opportunity again. She takes it. And, like, when she's on it, she doesn't... She sees herself as better. Yeah. Then. So she, like, is going to keep doing it. Yeah. So, McCreary comes in, and they all take Kane, and I love how Kane's like, don't fight. Like, instead of being like, I'll be okay, don't worry, he's like, hey, I know you're gonna try and punch him. Don't do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the scene. Abby, don't fight them. She's like, I'm not, I'm not, fine, fine. I, I will not fight you, but I will not help you if he's not okay. And McCreary's like, yes, you will. And she's like, literally, no, I won't. What, like, why, why are you so intimidating? I like, I like how Abby has, like, she's not afraid of him. She's mm-hmm. looking at me, he's like, so, uh, which, which part of you is dying? Yep. I'm gonna use that <laughs> as leverage against you, idiot. Dope moment <laughs> where he's like, so can you save me? And she goes, I don't know, should I save you? And he's like, true, you right? I'm like, alright. Okay, I, okay. I, I, she's feisty. I think that's the moment where he respects her the most. Yeah, he's yeah. like, okay, maybe I won't kill this one. Alright, alright, cool. Exactly. He's like, okay, maybe, maybe I can respect you because you don't respect me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we see why he's called in graveyard because he's got a graveyard on his back. Yes. Oh, I yes. just got that. I told you that yesterday. Well, I wasn't listening, was I? I. Wait, uh, we wanted to talk to about 
We wanted to talk about McCreary's illness here. Okay, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. What do we think it is? Like, what? what, Yeah, what do do we think they're suffering from? Well, hmm. Because the only person that we know who has, like, real symptoms is Vincent. Is that symptoms of his black spots? Or is that just a symptom of him being a psycho? I think his symptoms are just him being a psycho. Okay. Everybody, like... What do you mean? He's in a collar because he's psycho. He's not in a collar because he's sick. Oh, you don't think whatever sickness it is causes, like, cannibalism? No. No, because, like, where's that in in all the other 13, then? There's 13 of the rest of them. All right, fair enough. I mean, that's just my thought. Okay. I'm wondering if it's something to do with the cryosleep, or if it was mm. before they went into cryosleep, and it's actually something to do with what they were mining. Right. I think it's... I think it's before they went into cryosleep because then what would be the point of the whole return journey and going into cryosleep in the first place? Do you think it has something to do with Order 11? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I have no grounds to think this, but I still think it has something to do with Becca. But they don't have Nightblood on Allegis 4. I know they don't have Nightblood on Allegis 4, but I still think it's it'll somehow tie back to Becca. I don't know how yet though. I mean, I love that crap. I want them to bring it back to Becca. Yeah, I want everything yeah, to go come back to Becca. Yeah, because if you think about it, like Becca and Cadogan are like, or Cadogan are the Adam and Eve of the apocalypse, right? Yeah, that was loud. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh huh. What else? Oh, you're kidding me! And then what happened? Oh my God, that's shocking. And was that the end of it, or because that was the end? That was a that was a tough story, bud. Thank you for sharing. You're so brave. Wow, incredible. He, uh, really, a hero. <laughs> Claps for Cobe. <laughs> do you guys like? What do you guys think is up with his cross tattoos? That's uh, his kill count. How many right? people he killed? Yeah, but what's the big one? That's, I think that might have been one that he had like or, beforehand, and then he was like, yeah, "Let's like, add to this." Okay. Like, that big one might have been, like, a base tattoo. Uh-huh. It's just interesting because like, there's cross. one other one that's also really detailed. What do you mean? Kobe Kobe wants to know, too. Like, maybe there's specific types of kills. Okay, tell Kobe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, Kobe. Okay, so there's, like, this really big cross that's really detailed in the middle, but there there's, like, at least one other cross that's, like, pretty detailed that's a little bit smaller. And so I'm like, what makes that one so special? I wonder if they're, like, meaningful kills to him. Mm. Like specific, like maybe the bigger the cross, the more people died at that time. Yeah, like maybe the, like some of the bigger crosses are like some of the bigger moments from the Liberation Army, like the July 4th bombings or something. Yeah, if he thinks that everybody actually died in that missile and he like believes it was like his like doing for most of it, he'd be like, who wants to tattoo me next? Make it a big one, LOL. Please tell me that like they have tattoo supplies on that ship. I think for I know sure. That it's not, it's, I know that it's not realistic, but they all have tattoos. Yeah. Oh, I also like that the show is like, yeah, tattoos equal bad guys. And I'm like, I have a tattoo. <laughs> all the grounders have tattoos. Yeah. I want Sky Crew to have tattoos. I want Kane has a brand. A Octavia has oh. a tattoo. Octavia does have a tattoo. So do, I mean, I think Indra has a very obvious tattoo. So does Amori. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good point. How do you walk up to your friend, your grounder friend one day and go, yo, fam, give me that full Mike Tyson. Like, how do you, how do you wake up in the morning and decide to do that? <laughs> Kobe wants to know too. That's probably what they request at the tattoo place. If Murphy being a good chef makes him a good Ramsey. 
Yeah. They probably wrote us the Tyson. You know what? Let's change it to Chakotay from Star Trek because Mike Tyson's a garbage, like, wife beater. Yeah. Why did you go here? Ow! Um, Update. My cat is now hitting me with his tail. I think he's angry. I just really like the line when she's like, if you heard it, if something happens to him, I won't help you. Because it's just another reinforcement of their relationship and how even in spite of her addiction, the love is still there and, like, he's her person like he's what's important to her yeah and that she accidentally gave mccreary that leverage and i feel like if she was forced to choose i don't know man i know i can read your mind you're asking if she was meant to choose between the pills and marcus which one would she choose i think if they used the pills or marcus as leverage and they like threatened her supply or threatened his life she's gonna choose him yeah my thing is like i think because I've been thinking about that exact scene for like a couple weeks now because I feel like it's coming and I think it's going to be a really dramatic scene where like it builds up and we actually think she's going to pick the pills and it's like there's like a lot of tension and then she ends up choosing Marcus and like that's the turning point. Mm, Like Ron wants to kill the Horcrux and you're like, ooh, is he going to kill Harry? (laughs) I love that you found a way to relate to this. Right though? Marcus is Harry and the pills are the Horcrux. You're right. Yep. She's like, so I feel smart. like for her to give them up, there's going to have to be an ultimatum like that. Bro, the, the pills are the horcrux. Like, it, like she has it with her and that makes her like more irritable and like makes her life worse. Okay. First of all, wow. Good point. Accurate. Second of all, you can't force an addict to give something up. They yeah. have no, to but, do it themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she's not going to quit them until she wants to and there's not going to be something that makes her want to more than like if they're gonna like literally cut his head off in front of her so like the post-apocalyptic version of rehab they don't have rehab that's why, that's why it's sick. post-apocalyptic it's a joke barbara <laughs> that was one of my best jokes i liked it thank you i'm sorry i'm not funny enough for your podcast it's okay oh you God. can work on it <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to go to joke rehab. <laughs> Rip, Sam. So Kane goes to meet Dioza and he's like, oh my God, is Octavia dead? And she's like, mm, nah. Nah. No. Listen, they were all protecting her. Do you think that like all these people would protect me in like this giant sandstorm? And he's like, no. And she's like, no. I love how sassy Kane was. He's like, no, I don't think they would. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this flag tattoo. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with this detail. Mm-hmm. Her flag tattoo, I want to know if it was forcibly removed or forcibly burned on her or if she oh. did that herself. I mean, I think it would make sense either way. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. Yeah. And so she's talking about tequila and how she was like gonna hide from her team, but then they killed her dad just like she told them to. And so since she knew they were coming, she like tried to kill herself, but she should have done exactly what they did to her dad. What an interesting look into who she is as a person. And she's clearly so past it that she can just talk about it. Yeah. Well, because even though it's definitely in the past for her, it's literally a hundred or so years in the past. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, her dad's been dead for a hundred years now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she thinks Abby is his wife. And I really thought he was just going to let it go, but he didn't. He, he had to say that she wasn't for some reason. Yo, so as I mentioned before, they're now, they live in a church and Yosa assumed that Abby was Kane's wife. 
Mm-hmm. I'm no tea reader, but these leaves look like a ring. <laughs> you're that gonna your suffer, but you're gonna be happy about it. I think about that all the time, by the way. That's like my philosophy of the hundred. You're yeah. gonna suffer, but you're gonna be happy about it. Yeah. I love this moment, and also because, like, by by sharing that tiny bit of personal information, Kane has given her an even bigger weapon, which is now I can test their commitment to each other. Mm-hmm. How far can I push them? Right. It's gotcha. so dangerous. I love it. Also, hang on. I just want to thank Jason for listening to the podcast we did with Claire and, like, low-key giving me everything I wanted because uh, I was that person who was like, let them get married, let them get married, let them get married. And they're not married, but this is uh, close enough. Yo, <laughs> like it has to be, like that's that's something, right? It's that's like, not nothing. Someone like, mistaking him for her husband, that's like fan fiction. It so is. I've read that fan fiction and I've written that fan fiction. Yep, yep, yep. And it's like in every sense of the word... Except the ceremony and the rings, they are married. Yep. Common law. And literally they've been living together for six years. They are common law. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where this plot point goes. I want to know if it's something he's ever asked her before or if it's something that they've talked about. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. did they decide not to get married until they could come back to the ground? <laughs> yeah, that was that was my Oh my god. Kane gets what? back to Abby and he's like, hey... Something weird happened. Oh, no. Dioza <laughs> thought that we were married? Can you believe Isn't that? that? Crazy? Like, I mean, I don't even, I didn't even think about how that might look, you know? Like, do you, did you think that? And then Abby's just like, babe, we've been married for like four years. I made it legal with Indra like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I fully lied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says cheers in Japanese. Oh, thank you for figuring out what that was, because yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> cheers in Japanese. Okay. And, like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, as far as I know, that isn't something that you, like, just, like, know about. I didn't know what language it was in, mm-hmm. but I imagined it was, like, like cheers or, like, a toast kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, good health. I feel like people who are smarter than us know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I just I know. didn't know Japanese. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, if that's a but common sense the thing, sentiment. then, like, okay. But if it's not, then, like, why does she know that? Ugh, or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think she's just proving that she's, like, multilingual. Yeah, or that yeah. she's traveled and went to a lot of places with the seals. Yeah. And she has 100-year-old tequila. Dioza drinks, and, like, this was a little bit weird for me, because I had this, like, theory that she was, like, maybe pregnant. I mean, we know. I mean, she- we know that Ivana, the actress, is pregnant. Yeah. And, and like, now we have this thing about how, like, she and McCreary, bone? <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Maybe she, like, had a bit of a bump, maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. But, like, after she drank the tequila, I was like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. She drank the tequila and I was like, either they're just kind of ignoring this, which is fine, or she really does not care about that kid. But then why did she keep it? Does Dioza know she's pregnant? Like, is this things that they know in the future? I feel like you'd notice if there was a bump on your belly. Well, like, that was another thing is it's just, like, she's all, oh, I need a doctor, I need a doctor. And, like, before this episode, I was like, oh, maybe she needs a doctor to deliver her baby. But now, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she could need a doctor because if she's sick, then that means the baby's sick. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Because after, like, seeing that, I started to wonder if McCreary had handed Abby her file instead of his. And Abby now knows that she's pregnant, too. Which would change Abby's outlook. I like where you're going with that. I don't think McCreary cares enough about her to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that McCreary knows she's pregnant. Yeah. If she's pregnant. Right. I, I feel like McCre- Abby maybe wouldn't care about Dioza, but she'd care about an unborn child. Yeah, because no, Abby's no, no, a mother I agree. herself. I'm saying that oh, she's saying saying McCreary that doesn't, doesn't care enough oh, about no. Dioza and doesn't know if she's pregnant that she's pregnant. No. My Does thought, it? yeah, my thought there was... McCreary is probably trying to appeal to Abby's like mm. inner empathy and like trying to manipulate her by saying, "Oh, save this unborn child." Yeah, but I don't think McCreary knows there's a baby. I mean, how do you not know? She's been wearing her gear the whole time around McCreary. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. And he would have mentioned something when they were talking. So maybe she's not actually pregnant in the show. Yeah, I mean, you're, I don't, it doesn't have to be. No. Like, she could be. I would love it if she were. Because, like, that as the up. world's number one cabbie baby stan. <laughs> wow, you're gonna have to... I mean, I was gonna say you'd have to fight Claire for that, but you're the one who taught Claire. I made a PowerPoint. Yeah, she she actually did. It um, came I, up it on Time Pop literally today, and it was on Twitter, and I was like, that was me. I just, I think that there is a strong possibility... But I want to see how it plays out. Yeah. Because that could be really interesting considering then Dioza has two motives for keeping the valley. One is the child and two is to keep Abby. Yeah. Yes. So Kane doesn't drink. So he's like, oh, sure. I'll try tequila. <coughs> what? What is this? <laughs> you when I did my first tequila shot. Tequila's nasty. I'm sorry. I'm not Tequila's about it. I've never nasty. had it. Not a fan. No, or not uh, a fan. Has, I it, haven't had it. So I don't know. But not about that life. Love a good margarita. So Kane's like, oh my god, are you gonna save my people? And she's like, oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, let's talk like about it. Octavia. Well, at least now Kane has a purpose for Dioza, and he gets just to stick around and have a plot. Yep. Cool. Se- segment time? Yep. Now it's time for segments. My first segment is called the Post-Apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is our favorite line award. So my favorite line award goes to Maddie for... Maybe Slinger. Which just means a lot to me. Just subtextually. <laughs> and my honorable mention goes to Murphy for... Who's a hobbit? Who's a hobbit? I like the Who's way you said it. Who's a hobbit? I like that this line gives... It indicates that Murphy has seen and is aware of Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's funny to me. Because it's like, did he read the books or did he watch the movies? Murphy's a pop culture ho. Did he watch it in the media on the ring? Or like... As a chia. As- Yo, that would what be so cute if they had Scott, <laughs> like space crew movie nights. Oh my god. Like, I feel like if he was like, who's the Hobbit? Everyone would be like, right. <laughs> I feel like they had space crew movie nights and like Murphy got on this Lord of the Rings kick and made them watch every single one. And he's like, yeah, they're really good movies. And like, didn't tell them how long they'd be. Uh, oh my god, yes. And Bellamy's like, we've been here for seven hours. <laughs> and <laughs> Murphy's like, well, we got five years to kill. What else are we going to be doing? Yeah. Okay, who's next? Okay, we get it. You're hungry. <clears throat> and mine goes to Marcus Kane for... You think we should invite them over for tea? I don't know. Do the murderers and thieves you surrounded by now drink tea? And my favorite part is that the accent just slips so much. <laughs> Henry Cusick <laughs> says murderers with a full, like, British-Scottish accent. Oh my god, Kobe has a favorite line too. It's <laughs> When was that? Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. Maybe it's the, the worm. Obika! Ken and Abby are Obika! Obika. R.I.P. Obika! Please someone name 
a pet obika. Aww. Okay, and my favorite line award goes to Dioza for the pill thing is between you and your wife. She's not yes. just his wife. She's not just his wife. Ah. She's also his friend. Yeah. <laughs> She's married Tell a to a friend, friend of, of mine. mine. <laughs> and then my honorable mention goes to. Abby. Robin's and I were like Abby. sass and Sam's was like, here's all the bromance. Yep. I like it. I have one brand. <laughs> it's a strong one. I'm committed to it. You should do one now, Britt. Okay. And my segment is CGSW, the Clark Griffin shower watch. Mm. She, instead of taking a shower, she took like a sand bath. So her skin is going to be smooth AF. Yeah. I'm thinking like, first of all, gross. Second of all, like you're extra sandy. You definitely need to have a shower now. Yeah, Where I are they super their wanted water? her to wash her hands. Huh? I said I super wanted her to wash her hands because she yanked that thing out Ew. of Octavia. And then at the end when she's like checking her bandages, Clark's hands are like covered in dirt. Ew. But, like when she, where is she going to wash her hands though? They brought rations, use some water or some alcohol. Fair. Fair. My second segment is the Most Valuable Protagonist Award. So this week's MVP is... Listen, I feel like I should give it to Raven, but I want to give it to Murphy, so I'm gonna. That's fair. Yay! That's, That's nice. totally fair. He never gets it. Can I'm I give proud honorable of him. mention to Indra? She got it last week, so she doesn't get it this time. Mm. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. She gets just honorable mention. Yeah, she okay. doesn't get it. She's just. And my second segment is the Marcus Kane Beard Appreciation. Good beard. Good beard. Good, Good beard. hair, too. Great I love hair. the hair. hair. It's a controversial point in the cabbie fandom whether we like this cane hair. I want to go on record and say I'm a fan. I love Desmond. I'm also a fan. I was torn about it, but now I'm here for it. Yeah, big fan of Desmond. It, it's very Desmond. Mm-hmm. It brings me joy. Do you think how how do you think Abby would rate the beard this episode? Ten out of ten. Ten Good out beard. of ten. Good beard. Mm-hmm. Soft for hair kisses. Yes. <laughs> um, our other segment is how many episodes since the last murder. Um, if it was how many episodes since the last death, it'd be zero. But, like, was anybody actually murdered this episode? Whoa. I don't think anyone was. I'm thinking. Like, people died, but, like, nobody got murdered. Straight up murked. Yeah, nobody got murdered. Oh, my God! Because Octavia a- didn't have to kill Obika. Obika this killed is a big deal. Himself by himself. It has officially been one day since our last nonsense. Wow, incredible. We did it, guys. This is the highest that number will ever get. <laughs> You think someone's going to get murdered next week? Oh, probably. Uh, yeah. Or in two weeks when the show's back. It's 100. Okay, trailer reactions in three, two, one, play. play. They're dropping stuff Ooh. from the drop. There's my husband oh, on a ship. Food. Back out. It's like uh, Clark has Gaia. Executed traitors. Oh my oh, gosh! There's, there's the so much more right. in this in this trailer than there there has been. I'm so pleased. yeah. This is actually jam packed. Okay, so and also dropping stuff. Um, what our murder counts going back down to zero. Yeah, Kara clearly kills someone. Kara's oh well. Gonna... Damn. Um, let's walk through the hallway with Kane. They're getting. Okay. What they're are they getting dropping? A drop. I think they're dropping also, supplies, which is also reminiscent yeah, of Lost. Like Just saying. Kane is on the ship. Echo moment. Oh, they do drop. It is supplies. Yeah. Yeah, it's food. Clark. They're just is. dropping food, like, stay away from us? No, I think they're dropping food. She to, said like, offering peace. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then Clark has Gaia, a yeah. knife to Gaia's throat. So what's that about, fam? Octavia's attacking Bellamy because that's just how they do. 
I think they're siblings barring. Mm. I'm interested in this candle room with the skull heads. Lexa would be so proud. Her kills a person. Her candle game is so strong. Okay, cool. And then there's clearly, like, people trying to defect from one crew and head to the Shallow Valley. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, this is Dioza trying to lure her army to her away from Octavia, so Kane right. must give her something valuable. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm so proud of him. Because it's like, at this point, I can't not support the overthrow of Octavia. Even though I love Octavia, yeah. she, she needs a reality She's in the check. wrong. Yeah. I also really love that um, Echo is in the room. Where it happens? Like, having a co- yes. Thanks. She's in the room where it happens. I also love that. But I think this is spliced from two different scenes, because it looks like behind Echo is a tent, and Octavia's in the bunker. Mm. No, I think it's... It could be a tent, but I feel like it's also potentially banner. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Um, if you're so inclined, we would love if you would leave a review on iTunes because we really love reading those. Here is a small excerpt from a longer review that we got from our lovely listener, Denise, who is at NVGhost005, um, if you want to give her a follow on Twitter. Um, she wrote a six-paragraph long review, and these are just two of the paragraphs within that. So thank you so much, Denise, and we hope that you will also write us a review so that we can read it next week. Or I guess two weeks from now. Brittany and Robin are both funny, quick-witted, and honest. Brutally honest sometimes, but they do it in such a way that makes you giggle, and their banter back and forth is like a highly tuned comedy team who have been together for years. What I enjoy the most about Brittany and Robin is the level of excitement they convey in each podcast episode. They are true fans of the shows they cover, so much so that each podcast sounds as if they've stepped into the show as observers and are walking through the world of the episode, providing clever, thoughtful analysis of both the characters and plot as if it were all real and tangible. To me, that is the very definition of fandom. That's, That's really sweet. Like my favorite thing. That's like so nice. Yeah. And there are four other paragraphs of really lovely things. So yeah. thank you, Denise. It's That's so like lovingly Denise. thought out and like makes us sound so much smarter and cooler than we are. <laughs> nah, y'all smart and cool. Thanks. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. We are done season two. Season one is done. Woo! Season two is done. Hoof. Season two was pretty good actually so you should definitely uh give it give her a shot season two was good until the finale and then i was like exactly but we have high hopes for season three snake parents Mm -hmm. yeet also if you're a fan of lost we like to talk about that show robin especially um so you can check out our season one podcast we finished all of season one we did a round table we have spoiler sections up now and we'll be starting season two soon yeah you can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter though. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you have a spare dollar to donate, we would really appreciate it because it all goes right back into helping our hosting fees. Yeah. And Kobe would also appreciate it. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And I also run at the 100 script and we are tweeting out every line of the 100. We are currently in season three. We're about to start Nevermore. So uh, give us a follow over there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Yay. Thank you to Sam for joining us. Thank you, Sam. Hey. Thank you for having me. I love it. Sam, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Sam Casey's on Twitter. That's S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. Isn't it weird when you have to like think about spelling your own name? <laughs> yeah, especially when I can hear myself in my headphones. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I've forgotten how to spell 
But I'm pretty sure I did it right. Yeah. And in a couple weeks, the next episode will be called uh, Exit Wounds. It's number 506. The show will be back June 5th. It's only a week hiatus. Yeah, it's not that bad. So we'll be back um, soon. Okay, love you, bye. 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 Okay,